Genesis does. 16-bit arcade graphics. Genesis does. The best games ever made. Genesis does. Blast processing power. Genesis does. And now introducing the fake nerd podcast of video game. Players either Brandon, Ben, Ryan, or Sparks as they fight the evils of bad anime and movies. Genesis does. Unlock secret characters like Jen, the key thief. Genesis does. Only on the Sega Genesis. 30 years young. Ooh, baby. Yeah, hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Podcast, everyone. Hey, that was nice. I liked it. Thank that you. Good. <laughs> now do an actual introduction. Brent Brand is giving, looking at me like, what the flying he immediately crack? immediately his head in his hands. Well, no, I'm wondering if I'm going to remember this when we stop recording. Oh, we'll remember it. I'll remind you. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Yeah. What episode is this, Ben? Oh, shit. What episode is this? You, you don't even know. 156. <laughs> is it 156? Yes, it's 156. 156. Yeah, 156 of the Fake Nerd Podcast. And we have Jen the Key Thief back. Yay. Hello. Yeah, give him back my keys you stole. Oh, oh yeah, man. that's yeah. That's yeah, a joke. I I need those. That's a joke. <laughs> He's been locked out of his house for a year. Uh, a year? It hasn't been that long. Well, since he had to move. <laughs> <Yeah>. <gasps> no, I'm so sorry. It's okay. No, I'm not no. that sorry. I still have your keys. Why is your name the Key Thief? Um, when I was in high school, uh, I used to, you know, everyone had like, well, I feel like we still do, but the fad of everyone had like lanyards on their keys. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend would put his keys in his pocket, and I would walk by him in the hall and just take them, and he would never know. I just would lift keys off my friends, and then by third period, they'd be like, "Where the hell are my keys?" Oh no! <laughs> and my favorite thing is that his name was Mikey. Yeah. So we'd be like, "Where's your, where's my key?" It's like I'm here, right here. Oh, <laughs> got it. So and then that's that, the kind that, of content that, I'm that looking just, for. And that just kind of stuck, and then I never changed it after that. I love oh, it. Solid. I like it. Love it. Well, hey guys, I them. I'm glad we're all here together. Yeah. Talk about our favorite things in the world. <laughs> like um, the hi, I'm Sparks Witty because Ben didn't introduce me. <laughs> yeah, I did. Aww. I said yes. Yeah, so I said Sparks. He did. I. He just said like our hey, people are here. Yes. So how was your guys' uh, week? Let's get, <laughs> let's get right into our nonsense. Mine was full of nightmares. Kitchen nightmares. Oh. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I've been watching a lot of chef shows starring Gordon Ramsay. Whether it's Hell's Kitchen, Kitchen Nightmares, uh, Hotel Hell, all the shows. That dude's been around for a long time. That's a lot of fun. Uh, I've read a lot of X-Men comics. Uh, I've watched some My Hero Academia. Caught up on that. Not all the way, but that show's great. Uh, I did some stuff with my friend Ben here, which yeah. we'll talk about later. Mm-hmm. Did I do anything with you, Sparky Boy? You saw a movie last night. We did see a movie, but I'll leave that one for you because I'm already talking. Oh, thanks. That's hey, guys, like guess what? Talk about. X-Men's doing a big relaunch, and for uh, like a month straight, it's the highest selling comic, and I've never been happier in my entire life. This is all you're tweeting about, It's by all the way. I'm tweeting about. I'm s- everything is just that. I'm just, I love comic books so much right now, and I'm just so happy to be, to be here. Did you did you see if it outsold Immortal Hulk? Because that's the bar. It so did. Far. That is the bar. It is the <laughs> highest selling comic every week that it comes out. Wow, that's awesome. Hell that's yeah! Cool. That's the first so time cool. in a long time. X Men deserves it. They deserve it does. a win. They do, and that's it for me. Bye. He's gone. Guys. He just what? walked out the door. Wow. <laughs> Damn, that was quick. Yeah. Shit. Is, that's all we have to do to get out the door? Yeah, <laughs> sure. apparently so. Because every time I check my Twitter page, it's always uh, Ryan's talking about. Have I told you about our Lord and Savior Victor Von Doom today? Oh, did you like the tweet I sent you last night? Yes. Oh yeah, I did. Ben, would you like to? <laughs> would you like to to tell us what you did? This oh, week? my week sucked. Never mind. It was god off. I ha- oh man, I, you know that scene in Lion King where Scar's like, "I'm surrounded by idiots." Which Lion King? The, the good, good one. one. There we go. No, I just wanted to hear it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, pr- pretty much that. But yeah. besides that, um, what did I? I what I did stuff with Ryan. Obviously, we're gonna talk about that later. Uh, well, I mean, we, I think we should just talk about it now. Oh yeah, we're we, it's uh, later now. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we're reco- we recorded a bunch of Base Arcade yesterday. Radical, radical. Yes. Yep. Uh, Ryan was playing Sonic Mania for the first time. I was. That's, a, that's a game. For the, right. for the most part, he really liked it. No, like ninety percent of that game, I love. And then I got to a boss that's really badly designed, and I got really frustrated. <laughs> he did <laughs> real bad. He hated it. It was, it was funny, and then at the same time, we were just like, ah. It's a that's a that's a fun game though. I I, I really appreciate it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh God. I. I caught up on some books. I was oh, uh, Brandon. I wanted to talk to you about this one. Um, I was reading uh, Pierre J. Tom- I finally got around to reading um, Trials of the Super Sun by Pierre J. Tomasi and Patrick Gleason. Yeah, yeah, that book's really good. I think I'm starting to see where you're coming from about how you're kind of 
lukewarm on uh, Bendis writing Superman right now. Well, I just, uh, I just, okay, look, right now, because I'm not caught up on Superman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not caught up either, but I kind of feel where you're coming from. I just, why is John 17? I don't know. <laughs> he should be 10. I don't know, because I really like John. Space. That, that, that's not how space works. Uh, to be fair, I've not read the issues where this happens. <laughs> yeah. But the only Are you explanation. Are expert on space? Well, no, but it I is the final frontier. Hey. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> yeah, there, there we go. There's, there's our Tucker Star Trek joke. <laughs> there was a, there was a, there was a great opportunity with, with John, with John Kent to be this ten-year-old kid growing up with Superman as a dad, and that's been taken away. And I, I don't know. I'm having a hard time getting over the fact that they, that Bendis just said, nope, no to that story. No, thank you. Yeah. Now we've talked about this a little bit, but I haven't any actually heard any from anything from you, Sparks. About this idea of John and stuff. Are you caught up? Are you enjoying it? Are you not enjoying it? Uh, I'm not caught up at the moment. Oh, okay. um, I haven't had time to catch up on any of my comics. I I, I don't I don't dislike the comic. I don't disagree with the fact that I didn't feel Jonathan Kent needed to be aged up. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't need that. But I don't I don't dislike what's being done. Mm-hmm. But I also don't feel like he needed to be a teenager. Yeah, like because I'm not super caught up, but I did get to the issue where it kind of explains how John Kent um, aged up in the books. So I mean, there's it's like, like the next issue on my stack. I is mean, that it, it kind of makes sense, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, I, after rereading, but now he's gonna bring him. Now he's gonna move John to the Legion of Superheroes, so he's gonna be further away from his dad. For yeah, like uh, uh, yeah, at but least what, as long as the Legion are. And so when I'm I was like, when I was reading the, the I got my car service. That You're I trying want to build daddy issues. Yeah, yeah. No, when I was getting my car service, I took my books with me because it's like, hey, perfect time to get to catch up on some of my books. And as I was reading it, um, especially Volume Two, Superman Rebirth, um, and it, it has John and Superman go through all the stuff like they meet the Captain Storm of uh, the Losers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They go, um, he meets the Damian. Dinosaur Island issues. Yeah, he meets uh, a Damian Wayne for the first time. That was really cool. Like, yeah. both dads take away their capes. He's like, hey, you have to learn to work together. You have to be um, friends. Mm-hmm. And they're and the best of friends. They are. But Damian won't admit it. Yeah, no, okay. I love Damien. That's, yeah, little that's jerk. A, I love the asshole. Uh, I, I do not. I, I love Damien. <laughs> Damien's my favorite Robin. I still don't like Damien. Oh, he's not my favorite Robin, <clears> but I love him. <throat> I'll I'll put it this way. Uh, I didn't. Uh, I'm really excited that Bendis is doing Superman, and I remain so. Uh, I wish that that hadn't meant that just because he was coming on to do Superman, they had to put him on number one thousand, and they had to kick Tomasi off the run mm. he was doing. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I didn't want that. I didn't need that, and I would have preferred Tomasi finished what he started. Same. Yeah, because I'm I'm really enjoying the Tomasi run. I'm gonna definitely get the other um, volumes in his run. So that's. That's gonna happen because now almost nobody talks about the fact that Tomasi was writing a great Superman during Rebirth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At all because it's all about what Bendis is one doing. of the best Superman books ever. Yeah. yeah. And besides that, I started watching season two of Nightfall get, went up on Netflix, so I started watching that. That's the one with Mark Hamill. Yeah, yeah. Got that's it. the yeah. That's one. That's the season with Mark Got Hamill, it. and I finished watching Gun to Build Fighters Try. Nice. Uh, so yeah. Sparks, you want to go? Pardon. Um, I did almost nothing nerd culture wise this week. What was the movie you saw? Uh, we saw Good Boys. Good Boys last night. Mm. Good Boys, which is also not really nerd culture, not at all. But it, but it was a, it was a good movie. You're a nerd if you go see movies. Uh, there you go. <laughs> you are a cinephile, which is a movie nerd. Uh, I don't like that word. Uh, cinephile. Or yeah. Anything with file at the end of it. Yeah. Uh, no, my dog. My dog was sick uh, the early half of this week, and yeah. I had to focus on that and focus on work, and I had to spend a whole day driving a U-Haul. So fun. Like. Not a lot of time for other, for other things. Hall for? I had to go pick up a table. We got a table. Oh, yeah. I bet you you guys will, for, s- for future will see this table. No, I'm never right. coming over to your place now that you have oh. a table. Not you, the oh. audience. The audience. Oh. We'll post well, a picture of the table later. You <laughs> won't <laughs> ever see it, Brandon. <laughs> on, on, Damn it. on Instagram, there's a photo of the table. 
Now you have to do it. Oh, oh no. Oh, now no. you have to do it. <laughs> Look, guys, our table. Wow. Uh, it is a table. One whole like, baby. <laughs> Jen, why didn't, why didn't you go next? What did you do What uh, since we last saw you? What, Recount no, the days since. No, that's a lot. I need a day-by-day analysis for the last six months. It's been, yeah, six months, right? Since yeah, we since about uh, Spider-Verse. Yeah, Spider-Verse. Oh, yeah, that was... Spider-Verse yeah. is still the best animated movie. The lowest grossing Spider-Man film ever. Yeah. But it's still the best Spider-Man movie. Hell yeah. Yes. No, not, I'm sorry, Spider-Man 3. You're just not as good. <laughs> um, Spider-Man that's 3. That's the one you go to. <laughs> that's I was looking at it, someone, um, you know, because there's been people like on Twitter like, why, you know, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is so slept on. People were like, no, it's got all these acolytes. And yes, that's absolutely true. Um, but one of the things that I... Uh, Again, poor marketing. Right. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I that I that I really like is one, one guy was just like... Uh, Look at this box office and like, yeah. Do you see the gap from the lowest grossing Spider-Man film to Spider-Verse? Like, mm-hmm. it's large. Yeah, it is three hundred million to seven hundred million. Yeah. Good lord. Marketing. Sony ran out of money. It definitely found its audience after on it home did. release, though. Yeah, it did. But you know, you gotta give your marketing team money. But I will say that I'm I'm happy that they spent that extra money on the movie mm-hmm. because they they took it away from marketing and put it into the movie. So that movie is great because that movie shines. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. There was also a guy who who was on. Someone was saying talking about like Captain Marvel, and he was like, nobody liked Captain Marvel. Like, and someone was like, oh boy. Someone. <laughs> Why and someone, are you? Okay. someone was like, this was really funny. Someone was like. The movie made a billion dollars, and it's like, well, not according to this to this box office mojo thing. It's like the top growth, like so all twenty three box office films, and wasn't it from the wrong month or something? No, it, no, and oh Captain Marvel billion dollars. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, you just proved all of our points. Like, well, Black Panther's Black Panther pay, made more. It's still a billion dollars. Just because yeah. I like pizza doesn't mean I don't like ice cream. Like, yes, right. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> like, and this guy was trying to be like, well, but look at the Black Panther and made more. It's like. So what? I still like it. It's a still a billion dollars. It's a billion dollars. It's like those people who tried to say the Last Jedi was a fail was a financial failure. It wasn't. Since when mm. was a billion and a half a financial failure? See, this reminds me of video game stuff because when uh, the newest Tomb Raider came out, like it only sold like four million copies, and oh, that no. that was only. under and that was a that was a disaster for them because they needed to sell like ten yeah. million to make their money back. Sure. I'm like, hey, maybe market it better. Maybe don't spend a billion dollars on a game. Yeah. You know, like you know, just think about these things before you put it out. But like, but that's not. But there is no amount of marketing. Whenever a film hits a billion dollars, you've yeah. made money. Yes. Or, yeah. or how Disney's already calling this year a little bit of a fiscal disappointment. No, when no, they just Disney, got the fifth Disney billion. Needs to chill out. Like, oh wow! Because because people didn't go to our they parks. Gave, they gave Fox a, such a reaming for like, oh well, you guys didn't. Pro-. I'm like, okay, give them an F then. I don't know. F for like, Fox. I just wrote geez, an article about how ridiculous this was. Yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's absurd. I'm like, first of all, you just procured this this company. You can't expect it to and you. No, I'm yeah, so mad. No. closer to the mic, please. Um, no, yeah, you're right. It's just ridiculous. Like the fact that they're expecting so much from it when they just bought it, and then they're canceling all their projects, all their original projects, products. Yeah. There were or projects. Lumberjanes. The what was the mouse one they were doing? Mouse guard. Mouse guard. Yeah. That was gonna be great. That looked amazing. The production value was already done. You were almost done. Just finish it and put it out. What? Yeah, there was a there was a when I was writing the I was writing an article, so you know, uh, little spoilers for my article coming Plug out here. soon. Um, but spoilers. I was trying. I was writing it, and I was looking at like, okay, what films were released since the Disney takeover? Three. Yeah. And yeah, all three of them bombed. Uh, what were they? But there were Stuber, <laughs> The Art of Racing in the Rain, and Dark Phoenix. No, I think you mean The Art of the Race in the Rain. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Our our Did our our, our, no, our, local, our local movie theater. theater didn't have a placard, and they just wrote the art of the race in the rain. <laughs> like, wow, no one's seen this movie. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Nobody. I saw it. You saw it. You're the one or the two. That's and the you one with liked the dog, it? right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Was it sad? Did you cry? No. 
Faster, Danny. Faster. I mean, I like I love Milo. Uh, Vince, 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 yeah, yeah, he's you're, great. You're a, you're a Jess guy. Yes, I am, but that's not why I like him. Mm-hmm. He's just a really good actor. Like I liked him. He in, is a good actor. He's um, this is us. He's really yes. good in that. We were and talking about him earlier. Yeah, like he's just a really. I Okay, fine. <laughs> support this the, ain't support, us. Hold on. Support the guy that didn't support Rory. That's fine. Yeah. Damn. He's mm-hmm. better for her. No. Milo uh, we're not going to talk about this. Milo Ventimiglia plays one of my favorite trope-breaking uh, bullies in Cursed, the werewolf movie with yeah. Christina Ricci. That movie's dope. Oh you God. see a werewolf flip someone off in where, that movie. Uh, where he's a, a, a bully, and then it turns out that he's actually homosexually attracted to oh, the, the, the guy what? he's picking yep, yep, on, yep. and they go I for it. I need that Oh, yeah. Movie. It's a Wes Craven movie. Yeah. They did that same thing in Paranorman, didn't they? Mm, no, they no. the fans implemented that. No, there is a gay oh, character was it? in Paranorman. Mm. In Paranorman, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I vaguely remember that. Yo, man, but Curse has a great scene where like yeah, it it's, a, it's a female werewolf, and then <laughs> the female character is yes. like, "We need to get our attention." Hey, Jessica, you got some fat ass thighs, and then the werewolf comes out and flips her off, and I'm nice. like, "This is movie making, baby. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I go to the movies." Curse nice. is a great movie. I agree. Yeah, uh, I gotta watch that. Yeah. Hey, yeah. uh. Ben also, real quick, because he forgot, he wrote an article this you week. Did, you oh, yeah, I did. Article this week. I did another one, yeah. yeah Humble I'll, brag. I'll, I'll, I will link that in the oh, description below yeah. as well. What was it about? It was about the Sega Dreamcast. Oh, um, I did read the, this one. The article I titled it Sega's Last End is kind of a reflection on how Sega, on Sega's last whole main console, because after the Dreamcast, because after the, the failure of the Saturn, and eventually, and before that, their loss to Nintendo in the console wars of the 90s. Console wars? Yeah. I mean, luckily, Sega wasn't in, no tru- a, in a lot of trouble like Atari was, because Atari lost to the Saturn, and the Saturn, of course, lost to the PlayStation. That was a whole combulated mess. So the Dreamcast was their last hurrah, but once again, still didn't do a whole lot, because then we had the N6, we had um, the PlayStation 2 uh, the next year, so that was like... Mm. But it, but still, the Dreamcast is still a beloved that system. That was a gun noise, by the way, for those of you who can't see him miming. That wasn't him lighting a lighter? No. No, no. That was shotgun cock. No smokes. Damn it. A shotgun what? Cock. Just wanted to make sure. Nope, that's right. <laughs> that's the that's the that's the right term. Speaking <laughs> speaking of that, why is uh Dick Grayson still Rick Grayson? Jeez, thank you, Jen. <laughs> I'm like, really? What? I my, saw the, I saw a tweet my, of that earlier. My no, friends you know and I are still you know talking why? about that. Because Dan Didio it's doesn't be a good reason. Dan Didio doesn't give a shit about legacy characters. Oh. God, Dick Grayson's the best DC. And character. he has been <sighs> very vocal about that. Do you know what he said about Dick Grayson? He said Dick Grayson doesn't make sense because he keeps getting older and Batman doesn't. No, it's called characters evolving and growing. The Grayson's the best. I'm so this mad. Is, that was a real quote, by the way. You could look that All up. All right, real quick, since we're talking about Batman, what, if Tim Drake's new name was Sparrow, are you guys okay with that? No, yeah. no. Because the costume mind. is awful. Oh, I haven't seen that costume. Tim Drake's yet. still Robin. Yes. But which Robin? He's There's getting, seven Robins. No, but he's this getting... He was Red Robin. Yeah, one. yeah, yeah. He's Red Robin. That's what I mean is, monster. like, you can't have three different people named Robins anymore. Like, you have, yeah. they have to have their you own... You don't. You have one, Robin. But yeah. Bendis is writing him as Robin in uh, No, but he's getting... So he's getting... Sparrow? This whole thing is he's getting a new costume and a new code name. How like many more birds do you have, Jed? <laughs> <laughs> but that's like a straight up a different bird. The new costume looks like shit, by the way. It's it, it's a new take, I will say that. <laughs> it's not as bad as Rick Grayson. I'm sorry, Dick Grayson. You can't do you can't do that. Why is he still Rick? Because he got <laughs> shot in the head and he's got amnesia. But no, but he's deciding to be Rick. He's, I, he's it's a bad. This is this is an this is a year that we will forget. <laughs> this is the year of forgetting. This is this is a year where Dan Didio basically finally went. Maybe this is what's going on with Jeff Johns, by the way, because Jeff legacy. really likes legacy characters. Yeah. Like this is a year where Dan Didio just said, "I'm going to wipe out all the legacy characters, and you can't stop me." What is this? Marvel three years ago? <laughs> Seriously. Jeez. 
But yeah, check out my article on the Sega Dreamcast. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm so sorry. I, will, <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I will link that below. Also yeah, Sparks. <laughs> How is it Sparks' fault? You cocks. I couldn't help it. Jeez. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dick, cock, it all. Yeah. <laughs> I like to have to put an explicit tag again. No, we're saying names. So here are the rails. It's not explicit. No, no, anyway, so I. So, so I, here are the rails. I can say it on CBS. We're getting back on. We're getting back so on the rails. So I. So yeah. I Old school video game. Old school gamer magazine. Yeah. Com. yeah. Uh, and again, I'll link that in the description below. Hell yeah. Um, let's see. I went to see the art of racing in the rain. Like I said, uh, it was fine. Uh, Kevin Costner shouldn't be a dog. I just remember the tr- faster, Danny, faster, Danny. <laughs> Denny. 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 Oh, jeez. Uh, the bad guy from Ant-Man, the Hydra guy from Ant-Man, isn't it? Uh, he plays Milo Ventimiglio's uh, 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 st- uh, stepdad. Mm-hmm. Nice. Uh, and I kept expecting him to be evil, and guess what? Um, he was? Evil. <gasps> Spoilers. Say. You can't bring Careful. that dog in the car. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's, it, I guess fine. The dog doesn't die. Um, Good. As I said in, in my, on my Instagram stories where I post all the movies I see, uh, I don't always get to choose the movies. Hey, man, that's okay. One that's for okay. you, one you for gotta, them. You have to see bad movies to know that bad movies exist. It's true. It, seemed, it, was, it was fine. Like mm-hmm. I, I don't feel like I wasted my time saying That's it. good. At least you didn't waste money. Like I did on Lion Well, King. I have AMC A-list. Oh, we'll talk about it. I have AMC A-list. Oh, so you're even better off than I am. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Guys, remember, uh, what was it, Movie Pass? Oh. We talked oh, yeah. yeah. about talked about it a week ago. That's an era. Yeah. What was the other film I went to see? Because I saw two this week. See any comedies? See any spookies? No. You saw the kitchen. The kitchen. I saw. Is the it kitchen. as bad as everyone says? Look, it's really badly paced. That sucks. The kitchen. What's um, it, besides the kitchen? What's it about? So it's it, a comic book. It's based off a comic book. It's with Melissa McCarthy, Tiffany Haddish, and um, Melissa McCarthy. Oh wait. Uh, Elizabeth Moss. Elizabeth Moss. There you go. You. Okay. And uh, and they play the wives of gangsters. In oh Hell's yes, kitchen. my friend saw this. He said it was poorly paced. Really poorly paced because it's it's it. Starts to end and then keeps going for another hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, like the cast is incredible. Uh, Melissa McCarthy is one is amazing. I'm loving this new take all, on mm-hmm. her. All of this uh, movie talk reminded me of something. Brandon, did you see the trailer for Last Christmas? It's <laughs> yes. your favorite thing, Christmas movies, but with your dir- favorite director, Paul Paul Feig. <laughs> oh no! no. <laughs> Listen, guys, if I'm being 100 percent honest, I didn't hate that trailer. I didn't no, I didn't either. either. I actually, I was kind of like, I'm actually really you know into what? it. I kind of want to see not this. written by Paul Feig. Yeah. And if a simple plan is anything to go off of, if he's not writing, he's actually pretty I good at really, I, I really just want Amelia Clark to be in something that I like. <laughs> I really want that guy that, to play Namor. Did you guys see the Twitter yes. thread for it, though, about like guessing what the ending was going to be? Oh, did she die? Like the spoiler? Oh, or God. Not, it's not a spoiler. It's like people were like, okay, first of all, it's like a Hallmark movie. First, yeah, it's 100%, first off, sure, 100%. Which I was just talking about Hallmark movies the other day, and I was just like... This is a quintessential Hallmark movie. And they're like, is she a ghost? Is he a ghost? Oh, is What's he a ghost? Happening? So they don't know. No, no. People are predicting. They're like literally have bets going like, who's dead in this movie? That's amazing. I don't, I don't think anybody will be. I think it's very much like a sincere. Probably. Prob- well, it's it's probably supposed to be a lot of what Emilia Clark actually went through. Mm-hmm. So I imagine oh, that's yeah. why they're doing it. She went through that. Yes, uh, she she almost died while they were <gasps> doing Game of Thrones because oh. of stuff happening in her brain twice. Jesus. Uh, so I imagine that there's a lot Precious. of, you know, actual yeah stuff yeah. going I on. I also want to like her in something because yeah. everything I I've seen her, her in, I do not like. I just I don't I don't like her in Terminator. Watch Game of Thrones. Uh, and then last season of Game of Thrones. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you know the first she's seven. not her fault. It's she's not her good. Fault. The character seven is poorly, yeah. but it's oh, not her fault. You saw her in the interviews for the last season. She was preparing us. She was like, Dude, "Hey, everybody, was. you guys, <laughs> be careful." Uh, <laughs> Best season ever. Well, yeah, no. I, I finished three below. Uh, the, the Tales of Arcadia season. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, Jen, have you seen t- uh, Tales of Arcadia? No. It's Del Toro's. Wait, wait, yes, 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 series. yes, I have. Okay, 
So I've only seen the first series. Troll the, Hunters. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I like that a lot. So you got to watch Three Below. Okay. Yeah. Is out? Yeah. Hell yeah. It's I'm only there. It's only 26 episodes. I got you. Uh, it's excellent. Uh, I'm so there. So finally finished uh, part two of Three Story's Below. Story's very impressive. Yeah, I love it. It's, these, this one's the alien one. Uh, Del Toro shows up as the as as a voice actor in the show, and it's really funny. I love <laughs> it. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and there's a lot more connections in this season than to Troll Hunters, and there was in the last one, like Arg shows up, uh, and that got me Precious. really excited. Uh, and then they tease Wizards, which is the next series. Ooh. Uh, if you don't that's know, there is going to be a third series. That's that's Guillermo del Toro doing what he loves, which is what I love. World I'm building. like, yeah, and like he, I love him. He's never questions who he is. He never goes against his like what he believes is true mm-hmm. to be his morals of movie making or or media making in general. And I I don't know. I have deep respect for that guy. Follow yeah. him on Twitter. He's hilarious. He went. He he decided to be like. Oh no, my favorite person ever, Anton Yelchin, has died and I can't yep. finish Troll Hunters how I wanted it to. Mm-hmm. Yep. How about I throw in aliens and make a larger plot line? Hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then wi- wizards. Cool. Yep. And I, I love that guy. Yeah. I, uh, Three Below is really good. So for everyone, like, you guys should watch that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that's it. I'm pretty sure that. Oh, I did a lot of writing. Uh, I wrote a new article that should be up in a couple of days. Super duper. Um, I am now six chapters started on one book, three in the other, um, and then I got two episodes of Miscellaneous ready to go. Heck yeah! Uh, for when we get that going again, so little teases for you guys. Good to go. I love it. It's yeah. gonna be a long wait to Miscellaneous, folks. I'm gonna <laughs> tell you that right now. <laughs> we have decided to, to record the entire th- season before we put it out this time. That's a lot. Uh, well, it's only gonna be thirteen episodes, but still, twelve episodes, right? I don't know. How long are each episode? I don't know yet. We'll see. Oh, all right. Good um, luck. All right. That's all. That's all I Did got. Did Absolute Carnage come out this week or last week? Last week. Okay. Yeah. Still thinking about it. it Although, cool. to, to be fair, I don't remember what we talked about last week. So no, yeah. We didn't talk about Absolute Carnage. We didn't? No. Well, it's just, it's it just a uh, great first issue to an event. It's like yeah. really cool. Um, yeah. I went to a weed shop for the first time ever. Ooh. You're a whole new man. <laughs> <laughs> I've been having really bad anxiety. So I've brand been, new you. I've been. I was. I'll, I'll tell the story on the show. I don't care. Um, I was tra- taking my girlfriend's like uh, CBD gummies, mm-hmm. and uh, I realized. Well, you know, it made me very relaxed when I was with my friends, and you know, I was so anxious. I'm sure you guys noticed the fact that I was laying down for the last couple times we've been doing the show. <laughs> I'm now noticing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Um, and I, but then I realized, oh, the last two shows are a haze to me. I don't yes. remember what the hell we talked about. It wasn't you. It was your alter Well, that's why we record it. You can listen to it later. Now you can enjoy it upon revisitation. That's why I never remember what we talk about. I don't need to. Well, as far as I know, I think Ben's the only one who actually listens to this show. It it kills time when I'm at work. It makes makes the two hours that I'm waiting between my break and my lunch go by so much quicker. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, so I went to a weed shop and got some some new ones. I'm at lower dosage, so I'm testing them out. Nice. So we'll see. Hey. I, I like weed now, guys. I guess. <laughs> hey, man, self self care. Hey, self care is important. It it's is. not just being like, hey, I'm smoking a joint. Like it's self care. It's yeah. healthy. Yeah. Um, Good for you. Should we get into our our bread and butter then? Oh yeah, yeah. Let's roll it up, baby. And here is your bread and your butter. Here's your bread and butter. Okay, okay, not in my ear. Thank you. All right, then to get started, we've got uh, some bad news up top. I'm sorry. Oh to yes. Peter Fonda passed away this week. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I was actually surprised you were putting it here. Oh. Yeah. I mean, Peter Fonda is a very influential yeah. figure. Yeah. Um, so I, I figured we had to. Like, he, he passed away this week at the age of 79 due to lung cancer. A complications from lung cancer, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, it is, you know, we, lo- we lost a legend. Yeah. Has anyone here seen Easy Rider? Yes. yes. A long time ago. Okay, yeah. Have you seen it, Jen? No, I have not. That's but fine. it reminded me of someone else who died this week that I don't know is on your list. Probably not. This is it. 
Richard Williams. He Richard was uh, well. He's an animator, right? He was the, the king of animation in yeah. terms of like that's the book, the animation survival guide. Every animator's got that book. Oh, interesting. Um, he was a God bless him. He's a cranky old man, but he loved animation. He did the Thief and the Cobbler, which is mm. oh, the, you know what? I did see this. Yeah. Was the original um, rendition of Aladdin, and the Disney was like, "I'm gonna do that," and then they did that. Um, never got finished. There was a really interesting release of it about 10 years ago um, where they finally released the director's cut, which was like ridiculously long. Amazing animation, super fluid. Um, and then he also did uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, which yeah. Yeah. honestly, oh. if you haven't seen that movie, you need to see it. Yeah. Um, so a legend. We lost a legend. Yeah, again. he Two definitely legends. 86. I'm not sure the circumstances of which he died, but. Um, all the animators that I know were yeah. quite hit with that. Yeah. And, that. and for those of you who don't know, like we said, Peter Fonda was from Easy Rider. Yes. Uh, I know him from Cannonball Run, and he was in the Westworld sequel movie called Future World, Jeez. which is not good. <laughs> yeah, Peter Fonda, I mean, but if you're, back when I, my dad and I, well, when we rode motorcycles a lot, Peter Fonda was like top tier when you're talking, like we bought Easy Rider after we came home from a Route 66 trip, and we are like, that movie's weird, but damn, it's a, I, every time you see the that movie Captain, defined a generation. Yeah, it did. It it really it was still weird, but it oh man, man all the Fondas are are famous actors. Like his mm-hmm. dad Henry, who I know from like westerns and oh, stuff. Yeah, Jane Fonda, Fonda. Yeah. he's yeah. the dad of Bridget Fonda. Like yeah, the, all the Fondas, the Fondas are, are they're like the Fondas talented. They're yeah. like the Barrymores. Yeah, yeah. and of course the Baldwin's, the most famous motorcycle ever, Captain America. Yep. So Jeff Bridges, the Bridges family is all mm-hmm. are all actors. Um, I like Bo Bridges. He doesn't get enough. You're right. Yeah. I am right. <laughs> Hashtag justice for Bo. Hashtag justice for yeah. Bo. <laughs> um, rest in peace, those two legends. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, also, rest in peace, Krypton. Somebody say. Wrong, Wrong show. show. Well, um, give it time. <laughs> it, eventually <laughs> yeah. it eventually gets there. It eventually gets there. Yeah, Krypton has been canceled by Sci-Fi after season two with really terrible ratings. What a bummer. Yeah. That's the reason. Um, Lobo's dead, too. And they can't. <laughs> and they also are not going to go forward with Lobo. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, however, who was doing that show? Uh, sci-fi. 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 Yeah. I Apparently, only know about that because of you. So thanks for that. Yeah. Apparently, it's pretty good. Like quality-wise. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I can tell you really it's good. It. Yeah. I'm I'm halfway through season two, and I can tell you it's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, Warner's, however, is looking to keep the series alive by swapping around to other networks, most notably DC Universe, which season one is airing on. That would make sense. Uh-huh. Um, mm, yeah. And HBO Max. When take that, when that take the swap thing slot. Like nobody's it up. Yeah. Well, HBO Max is Warner's. What thing, exactly so. is That's the difference true. between shopping it to HBO Max and shopping it to DC Universe? Just money. DC money. Universe, then HBO money. Max will have it. Bigger I budget. Like I don't. I don't whatever. That's what the article. It doesn't need a it, like. It it was a big budget for sci-fi. It doesn't need a bigger budget than what it is. Yeah. It doesn't. It's fine. That might it's be why. They, is that, that why is. they canceled it? Because the budget was too big. Probably. It, it was probably too big for the. It because it, it the ratings are bad. Nobody's, nobody's watching. watching. It. Well, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Is like it was too big of a budget for how many people were tuning in. Right. Yeah. And that's still like. And honestly, the Nielsen system is so outdated. We shouldn't be going by it anymore. For Thank real. you. People who stream shows. To be fair, sci-fi does. They're not just going through Nielsen, but they also do streaming them. Like they look at the streaming numbers and how much it is, and so like second day streaming or whatever through their own streaming app, which is the only place that you could watch. But no one's sci-fi. Sci-fi's canceled every single comic book show that they had this year. Happy Deadly Class. Winona Earp is that's a comic. Yes, okay. Winona Earp is a comic. Yeah, we've talked about that before. I also realized that the actress who's playing Winona Earp is in Ready or Not, and I'm really excited about. She's not the bride. She's one of the people. She's the what looks like the wife of the guy who gets the crossbow. Gotcha. I don't know what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm really excited now because she's excellent. All right. Disney's ready or not. <clears throat> Everything's owned by Disney. You have to <laughs> yeah. define which part of Disney. Yeah. <laughs> D- 
Disney's Fox Searchlight. There we go. There Ready we go. Ready or not. There, there we go. go. Oh I hate that. Okay. Uh, so yeah, so there there is there is hope for Krypton, um, but we shall see. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to consider it dead until somebody says otherwise, yeah. and that's unfortunate. It was way better than I thought it had any right to be. Yeah, I remember you watching the first season saying- I remember talking about it before I watched the first season saying that nobody needs the show. Yeah. Uh, we, I think Turns out I actually really like the show. Were, yeah. I believe the words you so eloquently used were, nobody cares about Superman's grandpappy and an ancient space planet. No one gives a shit. It's true. Nobody should. And yet- I do. You know yeah. what they should do? They should. They made you care. It's good writing. They should cancel the Metropolis show they talked about doing a little while ago, and just put Krypton there instead. Is that even happening still? I don't know. We haven't heard of anything about. Yeah, it I in don't. A while. I don't know if that's happening. We shall see. We should just watch Pennyworth instead. Mm. I'm good. <laughs> Guys, I keep hearing good things about that show. Every episode. I'm not good. paying for Epic. No, I. I oh, again, it's not, it's again, not free? buying another subscription to but something it's that Epics. I don't care about. Yeah. I thought it was free. Mm. Uh. I, as I told you, like I'm sure Pennyworth can be a good show. Still not a show I feel like I need to watch. See, that's how I felt about Krypton. Yeah. No, but I mean, like, <laughs> it's not a concept that interests me. At yeah. least Krypton on a conceptual level, like, I have no interest in yeah. Pennyworth. What do you got against him? Like, what, as do you, a, what, do got, what do you got against Alfred? I, d- I don't feel like watching a period piece about Alfred. Fine. I don't. It doesn't appeal to me. I don't care. Even if it's good, I don't care. That's Should fair. we quote him on this and then see you in a couple weeks? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. So I watched Pennyworth, guys. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> We're dedicating a whole episode to it. I'm Hashtag say Pennyworth. So many other things I'd rather watch on concept alone. <laughs> if Next. I if I had if I had Epics, I'd probably give it a shot. But I'm not oh, yeah. willing to do that. Next I don't know thing, anyone who has Epics. Next thing I know, in a few weeks from now, I'm gonna get a text message in the middle of the night. It's like, guys, drop everything you're doing and watch. Pennyworth. I will be Holy the first shit. person to tell you if Pennyworth is good when I watch it. Whenever that is, <laughs> <laughs> when I buy Epics, <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so a couple of the quotes. company, not the service. Do you? Yeah, I'm the company. Would Pennyworth go to DC Universe because it's a because it's a DC show. Epics is already a streaming service, though. Epics does probably have cha- probably not. Epics does have channels being. on TV, so mm. yeah. You, mm. If you also if you if you get like a certain cable, they give you Epics for free for yeah. X amount of months. So yeah, yeah it's right. included in it. So okay. It's kind of like HBO. You sometimes get that. Yeah, we will see. Yeah. Um, so a couple, a couple of things that Jeff Loeb said today caught my ear. So I thought we'd talk about. Oh, this them. is this was interesting. Yeah, super yeah. interesting. I'm yeah. glad you think so. Um, so apparently, uh, so start with the start with the good. Uh, Jeff Loeb is saying that more more titles will be coming to Hulu under the quote "Adventures into Fear" label, which is what they are now calling their. Uh, Ghost Rider, Hellstrom, those kind the of spooky shows. universe. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he wanted to be sure it was you know he made this whole thing about why it's not horror, it's terror and like things like that. But anyway, so that so the new Netflix shows, the new Hulu shows, the spooky ones, as Ryan said, uh, will be under this banner, and the more are planned for Hulu. So that's interesting. I think. Um, I I just think it's cool that they're giving it a banner like hey like you know what you're getting into with all of these shows yeah. like these are all gonna have it's a like tone Marvel Knights yeah Mar- exactly uh, Marvel Knights is a little more mature like this is like yo this is the scary stuff I Even think that's I think that's cool too yeah there's a mannequin staring at me outside <laughs> but I also I also think that this is too many shows getting announced before we know that one is good yeah. Um, so he said this, uh, we started having the same conversations, which was there, there is in the comic book world, uh, the spirit of vengeance, and they are this sort of unusual group of characters, which involve Ghost Rider, which involve Hellstrom, which involve Hellstrom's sister, and, uh, we suddenly saw that there were three or four shows that we could put together, uh, that we now refer to as Adventure into Fear. Mm-hmm. So interesting. There are uh, so many, so many obscure Marvel spooky characters yeah. that could just easily 
Like we got like Blue Devil in Swamp Thing oh, for sure. Who's like one of the most obscure DC characters of all time. Yeah. Uh, like as long as as long as the quality's there, like I just... Damon Hellstrom showed up in the latest issue of Avengers, and that was super cool. Yeah, he did. Uh, uh, exorcism on their car, on Robbie's car. Super cool. Comics are great, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, they did a cool thing about the Spirit of Vengeance. I just caught up on Avengers, which I didn't talk about. They did a whole cool thing about the Spirit of Vengeance that I'm super, super in for. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so Disney Plus. This is the other one uh, that, that I thought was interesting. Jeff Loeb said they're developing shows for Disney Plus. So Marvel Television are developing shows for Disney+. Plus. Uh, he says, first of all, I have to make something very clear, which is the Marvel Studios Disney Plus series, including Loki, WandaVision, The Falcon and Winter Soldier, are created in a run and the, and the responsibility of the motion picture studio. Secondly, Marvel Television will be doing shows with Disney+. Plus. We just haven't announced what we're going to do there. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Will it correlate to the actual universe, though? Who That's the knows? question. Also, can Who you guys just cares? decide... Like what network you want to be on? Like why is someone Hulu and then someone Disney Plus? Yeah, and I understand, I understand you want to join them together. That's all great, and you own technically all of them. But like, I think it's maturity. I, I guess. They're just, they're I that, guess. Things that are mature, they don't want on Disney Plus. Yeah, they but they're putting. I don't know. Is Winter Soldier and Falcon not going to be mature? It'll be as mature as the film. Well, as It'll the be MCU. as mature as but the But that's what I'm getting at. Like, yeah. are you really going to do like really gritty shit on Hulu? That's what they'd well, want yeah, us they to believe the with Ghost Rider. They have I the guess. Offenders coming to Netflix, and those are super like uh, to Netflix. Uh, Hulu. Sorry. I'm like, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah, yeah. to Hulu. Hold on. It is yeah. the Modoc series and everything else. The Howard the Duck series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is so many shows. There, it's a, it's a t- it's a shit ton of shows that aren't directly under Marvel Studios. Well, yeah. So that's yeah. the weird thing. So Marvel tel- so Marvel Television and Marvel Studios don't really have a relationship. Like I think I don't think that's unfair to say. But no. that's um, but Shield was connected, wasn't it? Well, Tangentially, so that's, yes. That's the problem. So Jeff Loeb you set this up, and now you're not falling through. Well, yeah. But because they set it up when Ike Perlmutter still owned both. And then Marvel Studios is now is now not under Ike; it's under Disney. Yeah. Mm. So because because that I think that's where that split happened. I hate politics. Well, yeah, and I, I don't think I don't think Kevin Feige was ever like in love with the Marvel shows that Jeff no. Loeb was doing, but he accepted them as part of the un- of the universe. Um, and I think this Disney Plus series, this Disney Plus series, was Kevin Feige's way of saying like we're doing our own thing that these will be connected these are under disney studios whereas now jeff Loeb is saying i think i think much like you were alluding to uh this could confuse the audience this yeah. reminds me of sony's spider-man universe yeah we're mm-hmm. like people some people who aren't in the know think like oh this is tied to the mcu like yeah. venom people think spider-man's in venom they go to see venom and it's nothing like that do, yeah. they, re- do they think maybe that if one universe tanks eventually that they'll just, it's okay if you just have this one well let me tell you that the jeff Loeb universe is gonna be the one to tank that's <laughs> not obviously yeah. but like what i'm getting at is like are they afraid is is the the cinematic one afraid to take on him just to say like what if this fails? i think they just want to get because jeff Loeb wants them to be connected he's yeah. been yeah. championing that the whole time but yeah. does, does the other side want that who knows? Unclear. You guys don't know. Come on. Nobody. Well, knows. We do. We <laughs> do know that 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 uh, there are conversations that are like hacked. in Endgame. There were conversations to have some of the the Netflix people show up for a yeah, second. Yeah, we know but, that. But yeah. scheduling. But like they were in talks to do it. But again, so that was like, also connected. They kept bringing up the 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 New York fight. For sure. But those yeah. shows were also under Jeff Loeb. <laughs> so it's, it's I'll, messy. I'll it, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna be real. I'm topic, so fatigued. On the topic yeah. of this news thing, I think it's just. If it's going on Disney Plus and it's Marvel Television, it should be connected to yeah. the MCU. 100%. If you're going to have it on the Disney Plus brand umbrella, anything that's Marvel related like that on there should be connected or it shouldn't be on there. Just put it on Hulu. Cloak and Dagger's on Hulu. If you're not moving that over to Disney Plus, then I agree. Why, why, are we, why are we bothering? Yeah, I If it's Marvel Television and it's only Marvel Television and you were not explicitly connecting to the c- mm-hmm. cinematic universe, don't put it on Disney Plus. That yeah. makes sense. I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Um, Words of wisdom. 
So speaking of more Marvel television, one more quote from him. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the Marvel heroes are here to save the universe, the Marvel street level heroes, the Marvel knights, often they are just to save themselves, to save the neighborhood. So, uh, some of these appeared on Netflix, but there are others that live in that category which are still to come. Mm-hmm. So it looks like while they might they may not be on Netflix, there are going to be seeing more. Street so there was I don't know if it's in this article or it came out uh, around it, but uh, once Shield's done, they're still going to talk about doing another ABC show, and yeah. they're saying they're going to be female centric. A lot of people think it's She Hulk and making a procedure and making it a procedural law. Here's the problem: it's a lot. It's pretty easy to do. Here's the problem, yeah. though. I actually don't think ABC wants a Marvel TV show. Yeah, they keep canceling all the ones that are in development. Well, because. <laughs> The quality isn't always there. <laughs> right, but I, no. I don't think ABC... I think ABC has to carry th- some of these, but I, I think they still have final say of what yeah. they keep going with. Yeah. Um, Is that to be said that the the and Netflix shows that were canceled are dead in the water? Like, they're not touching those ever again? They're, 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 they're dead. They're, they're dead. dead. The, thing yeah. is, the thing is, for the moment, they can't be touched, those iterations of those characters, it, yeah. be, for another year and a half. Yeah. Because of contracts. So yeah. ne- Netflix... Netflix made the decision to cancel them, which ended their contract. So ABC. So now, when no when Netflix has. loses its contract, I imagine that those shows will reappear on Hulu, and then we'll As go from like there. Reruns? I mean, like I I mean, like those shows that we already have, all those episodes won't be on Netflix anymore. They will then be on Hulu. Which is, but that's crazy because well, no, it's owned yeah. by Netflix. Yes, exactly. That's what I was saying. So this is this would be an interesting example of something that I don't think we've seen yet. Yeah. Which is a potential mar- a potential Netflix produced show, bought and paid for showing up on a different service. And I'd be very curious to what that looks like. Would they do that, It'll, it'll look like D- Disney buying well, a lot so of money that, and that's the question about Because that's, that's them losing money. Right, and that's the question about Gilmore Girls a Year in the Life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when Gilmore Girls a Year in the Life, when HBO Max starts, Gilmore Girls is going on, on HBO Max, but Gilmore Girls a Year in the Life has to be on Netflix because it's that's Netflix so produced. crazy to me still. <laughs> unless unless there's a contract in place that they lose the rights to the sh- to their produced shows that allows them to get moved. Like, who knows? There's a serial killer wall know. out there somewhere to connecting all the red lines to all these things. <laughs> yes. that, oh, this belongs to this person and it's... Uh, all the different streaming services. It's so it's annoying. Yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah it? I want to see it because yeah. like, this is... I want to I make sense of this. I feel, I feel like I'm trying to sift Imagine, the, like, the business people have to deal with this. Like, they're just like, they oh, wake up and they're like, F my life. Because, uh, <laughs> Honestly, they're not invested. I guarantee you they don't give yeah. a shit. Like, they're just like, it's I just don't know. It's just pieces of paper to Maybe. them. Yeah. Mm. For, for me, I've reached a point where, like, animated MODOK and Howard the Duck, cool, neat. Uh, anything you're doing live action at this point, I'm like, connect it to the MCU or don't mm-hmm. do it. I don't I don't need all this extra Marvel stuff Content, that, yeah. that I have to keep track of. It already sounds like... The fact that we, we've got like six shows we've already had announced coming to Hulu and then they're saying, oh, we're announcing more for Hulu and more for Disney Plus and then I've still got to keep up with the MCU? <laughs> no, thank you. That's too yeah. much. I mean, this is why this is why I came up with the theory. Of and if Moon Knight gets a bad a, don't, a Hulu, don't, don't even say his name. Yeah, if he no, gets why? a bad Hulu show and that stops him from getting a movie just like what happened with Inhumans, mm-hmm. I'm upset. Yeah. I was hoping they would announce him at the... Well, Inhumans... Inhumans didn't go for it because Ike decided to move it to TV. I'm I'm aware. That's what I'm yeah. saying. No, we're saying but now we're got never going to get a Hulu show, <laughs> yeah. and that meant he didn't get a movie, and that Hulu show sucked. Mm-hmm. I'd be upset. The character of yeah. Black Bolt is dead for at least like ten years. Yeah, <laughs> like he's not showing up anywhere. Well, they did that with Spider Man, so maybe they'll bring him back. Um, <laughs> you know what? That's really it's true. You can hope. I can hope. I want Moon Knight. Um, yeah. No, but yeah, but I want Moon Knight done right. Yeah, I don't want Moon Knight done like Sparks. Like, I don't know. That's not what I want. Yeah, yeah. and I, I, I totally, I totally agree. Like this is why I have the theory to keep my head straight of the MCU A, which is all the TV shows exist in this on this branch reality. I mean, you're 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 fine with that, but up to that point, I don't feel like it was 
unmanageable. Yeah. Yeah. This is becoming unmanageable. Yeah. Well, I think also they kind of shot themselves in the foot when they decided that they were going to bring all of the cinematic universes to shows now. So having Winter Soldier, having Wanda, having all that, you're crossing boundaries now. And you're D- DC Plus, or uh, not DC, um, Disney Plus is not movies. You're not going to the theater to see them. Although Netflix is breaking that boundary because they're having their movies be more like movies you see at theaters. But yeah, because they decided they wanted an Oscar. <laughs> well, yeah, that too. But in and of itself, it's it's confusing when you do that because then you have content coming from Hulu and those places. That, where does it lie? Where What category do you guys put yeah. it in? And for, for like, as w- as we know, like the, the, the MCU Disney Plus shows, they're just going to be really long movies, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's Marvel Studios making these TV shows. So it's going to look like an MCU movie. Which really is more like limited series. We've seen things like this before where yeah. where some network like HBO or something does just a limited series. And well, it's they're just doing this that with The Mandalorian. It's, yeah. right. it's the same thing. And I mean, like, and I prefer I prefer that Yeah. Uh, tactic, well, That's because they're not doing, I mean, granted, they're doing animated stuff too, which is cool, but they're keeping it clean. I'll give Star Wars whatever Star Wars is. I know it's under Disney, but... I would rather have Moon Knight be announced for a th- like 13-episode single series that can also eventually have him in a film in the MCU in the same vein than a four-season television show produced on Hulu. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally agree with that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, speaking of Disney+. Plus, Oh. Star Wars news. Oh. Give it to me. Uh, Ewan McGregor is confirmed by deadline yeah. to be in talks... Now, mind you, this is still talks. Uh-huh. Um, you know what this means, guys. To be in talks for a Disney Plus Obi-Wan series. What's this? Good D23 is in less than a week? Oh, my goodness. Could something <laughs> like that be announced there? Oh. Probably. Spots. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, this is this is the, um, you know, we know some things that we were told by a friend about the Obi-Wan movie that was going to be a thing. Um, but now we we now seeing that this series is possibly moving forward. Uh, Ian McGregor has shown interest he wants to come back so I cannot imagine these talks fall through um, this is very exciting yes uh, I want Sam Jackson back as armless Mace Windu who can uh, still use the force 100% that <laughs> and he holds lightsabers but I mean I still want this I still want the show with Obi-Wan but you know my o- I mean my only thing my only thing is that I was always upset that now we can't see a live action version of the end of Darth Maul yeah, oh. mm. yeah, that is true. Because of Rebels. Yeah, but That's I like okay, his ending. Though. His Rebels ending was Rebels. great. Yeah, his ending was his pretty ending great. His ending was great. Still counts. Yeah, but it would have been so much better if it would have been live action. What do you got against animation? Uh, <laughs> I've oh. got, I've got that. I would have rather seen Ewan McGregor actually act that moment in I this mean, instance. Yeah. I'll give you that. But the animation was great. It was the, the they did a phenomenal the moment job. Was great. The moment was great. Yeah. Toning was great. Everything was great. So yeah. So the so um, I hope that they use some of that script from that old movie. Uh, for this, because I'd really like to see that story play out, but I'm yeah, probably super, won't. super stoked about this. It's because this is like like the white whale, like the one that we vote like. Yeah. The white that, whale. Like yeah. every like like for like a decade, we're like, oh man, what about Obi Wan coming back? This is the one where they were going solo movie, no. Boba Fett movie, and no. everybody was like, uh, Obi Wan. <laughs> like seriously, Obi-Wan. Disney is sitting there, is like, hey, we're gonna have a uh, uh, Rogue One. Okay, cool. Can we get Obi Wan movie too? Hey, we're no. gonna have Solo. We want an Obi Wan movie. No. How about Boba Fett? Obi Wan, you sons of no. bitches. Well, yeah, it was one. It's one of those things that you know, if you're a prequelist. If you hate the prequels, if you hate it's Disney, he's Star the Wars, one thing that everyone can agree on. Every <laughs> single fan, every single part the of, this fran- of this franchise, just says, "Ewan McGregor, mm-hmm. Obi Wan series." Yeah, let's do this. It's really cool. Not uh, to mention, Ewan McGregor is just a really good actor, so yes. I think that yeah. had a lot to do with it. Is, is we just wanted him back. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. want to see him in another movie. Yes, with Star I want to see him succeed. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie, Brandon. I saw the um, thing come up of how he was in talks to play Obi Wan again on Facebook, and of course, I'm thinking. There's no F and Y. Because we've heard this a hundred times. Yeah, we yeah. have. But we, there's like all but those like things. But the deadline was able to confirm. Yeah, and they're like, it's confirmed now. And it's popped in, it popped out of everything. Like, oh my God, this could actually happen. 
But of course, I'm waiting for that official thing for D23. Just wait a week, baby. Most likely it's, it's gonna happen. It's most yeah. likely what we saw with Taika Waititi being announced for Thor: Love and Thunder Ooh. before the announcement. This is the entire oh, yeah. like everything was announced right before Comic Con. Like, yeah. oh, this actor, this actor, this actor. Because you start hearing the, because the leaks start coming out mm-hmm. and people start mm-hmm. trying to jump on that. Mm-hmm. Well, also I think de- they want to get people to be pay attention. Yeah. I think yeah. I think what happened. What you guys mentioned it in the podcast is that things kind of steal the thunder. At they they know. People know how to market. They are like, oh, it's Comic Con this weekend. Let's bring up some other nerd shit that's going going right. on. That's not a Comic Con. Drop a cat's trailer. Yeah, drop a cat's trailer. That was absolutely yeah. absurd for so many that reasons. Cats. Again. That literally broke all Comic Con. But that's what I'm saying. It. So like, they know we got to make sure we build this up. They're, they're planting seeds. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm. Very, I, I've always been excited <laughs> for more Obi Wan. Uh, as you know, I'm good a for Ian McGregor so. though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good for him. Yeah. He knew. Yeah, he, so he like waited for that Disney. He knows, money. Yeah, he, and, he's uh, like, I'm waiting. <laughs> my my um my company uh said that there is going to be you know we, we have a memo. It's like there will be a third Star Wars series. So like I knew that the third one was coming. I didn't so know that. This well, I mean it's um uh Mandalorian, oh, yeah, yeah, Cassian yeah, yeah, Andor, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. and you know hopefully I think this is that third series that they were do, talking do, about. Do loop. Can you believe Star Wars comes out in? November? December? December. 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 Y'all ready for that? I'm, I am. My We're going to have an entire fight about it. My I can't wait. I can't wait to see where all y'all lie on that. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh. Hate it, love it, can't wait. Oh, man. <laughs> I mean, so I, interesting with JJ coming back, so we'll I, see, oh, man. man. Oh, Shout God. outs to our friends Downright Nerdy. Yeah. yeah. Coming yeah. for you. They're gonna coming for <laughs> you. Coming for wait. you with our last Jedi love. Oh, that's oh no. They were. I listened to their show and they were. They had a guy uh, uh, doing some voice impressions. So I sent them some voice impressions of my own and they really liked it. Nice. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I shout, love it. Shout out to them. And there's some He-Man news that just dropped this. Oh week. yeah, He-Man. It literally just dropped. Um, it's. Let me pull it up real quick. Uh, it's basically uh, Kevin Smith, you know, nerd, nerd king. Kevin Never Smith. Never heard of him. Never heard of him. Well, let me tell you oh, about you a movie called Mall Rats. You baby. mean my uh, my patron seat of geekdom? Yes. So, um, Masters of the Universe colon Revelation uh, is a Netflix original animated show continuing the '80s storyline. Uh, so it's not like a new thing. It's like a continuation. Uh, and it's the uh, it's the animation studio powerhouse who did Castlevania. Yep. So for me, it's giving me all the right things. I love Kevin Smith. That dude kn- knows how to write really good characters and stuff. Um, and and the animation style is going to look great because Castlevania is amazing. Right. So uh, it's pretty cool. I'm really excited. Yeah. Yeah. That's really exciting. I don't really mm-hmm. care for He-Man like too much. No, like I told you, I was a thunder. I'm more of a Thundercats guy. Yeah. But yeah. He-Man. Yeah. I'm into. I'm into this. I only watched He-Man because it was on before Transformers Armada. Yeah. That's that was usually it. how it works. Yeah. The original. The the second He-Man. Series. Yeah. The t- like 2003 2004 mm-hmm. uh, run. I would watch it. It was good. I liked it. I thought it was weird that a lot of people would have guns and stuff when He-Man fought with swords like a Skeletor. Oh, man. So it's good. okay. Yeah. But then I got older and I realized it's, it's fancy. Who gives a shit? You guys really should watch that uh, Masters of the Universe movie that doesn't even have He-Man in the title. Dolph Lundgren? Yeah, it's great. It's real good. All right. So we got some movie news. <gasps> what? Uh, we do. Mortal Kombat. Oh, oh, guys, this news made me so happy. has some <laughs> casting. Seriously, this is like really good casting. I'm so excited for this movie. Oh, yeah, uh, you told me about this yesterday. Mikad Brooks. Yeah. I hope I'm saying that right. From Supergirl. He plays Lois, uh, Jimmy Olsen uh-huh. uh, on Supergirl. Yes. Uh, it's been cast as Jax. Jax, he's got re- robot arms, baby. Yeah. Nice. Sissy Stringer, mm-hmm. who I don't know. She's a newcomer. Has been cast as Melina. Yep. <gasps> She's an evil Tarkatan clone of uh, uh, Katana, daughter of Sh- uh, Shao Kahn. Yes. Uh, you found your niche. You know what you know. Uh, I know. What <laughs> L- hmm. Ludi, I'm going to say Ludi Lin. Yes, you're right. Uh, from Power Rangers. He was that. He, he was uh, the Blue, Blue Blue Ranger. No, that was the... No, no. He was uh, the... 
He was the Black, Black Ranger. Ranger. Black Ranger. Yeah. He was also uh, an Aquaman for three minutes. Yeah. He was? He was <gasps> the guy. He was the the Aquaman soldier who had to go into the toilet bowl to get water after his mask broke. That's funny. Oh. He was literally in the movie for a second. Good for him. Yeah. So he's been cast as Liu Kang. Yes. Hell yeah. Um, he's Liu Kang. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Oh. Oh yes. And uh, Christopher Lambert is returning as a Raiden. <laughs> really? No. no. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you really, you really <laughs> got him. Ben, I even told you who he was yesterday. You really got him there. Man. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, that'd be that'd be Damn. like that's James Earl Jones casting oh, right there. Oh, you've upset him. <laughs> who is it? Oh. It's the fucking gullible on the ceiling thing all over again. Hey, man. Oh, Damn no. it! I'm just saying it's not written up there. Ta- uh, I, okay, so, I'm sorry. Tadanob- Ta- Tadanobu yeah. Asano, yes. who was Hogan in the th- in the Thor trilogy, yes. uh, is in talks to play Raiden. Yes. He's not cast yet. It's just in talks so mm-hmm. far. Uh, but I think that's really great casting. I think this is all good casting. Uh, and they join uh, Joey Taslam. As Joe Taslam. Joe Taslam as a Sub-Zero. Yeah. So the only person we got left is that shitty white guy who is the new the, the new main character of and this really franchise. You could just hire any shitty white guy yes. and be fine. Yes. Uh, hey, you should just make it Casper Van Dien as a um, old man Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. I know they're they're doing like the reboot stuff from the beginning, thing, which is fine. But uh, uh, I I know you listen to podcasts. I don't know if you listen to all of them, but like I went into a big rant of going. I don't listen to your podcast ever. I appreciate In fact, it. I've never listened to you guys. You're before. not even here right now. I'm not even here. What? Uh, who are you? Who? Who's this? <laughs> who is this girl? Who's Give him back his keys, please. <laughs> um, but like Mortal Kombat is known for this amazing diverse cast, and the yeah. first bit of news about this new movie is that they're casting a new white character, not even an old Mortal Kombat white character, a brand new white character with his daughter. And I'm like, wow, wait a just like pull all the, oh, the cool, reason why you do this yeah it's like it's yeah, yeah. so bad why not just cast Johnny Cage as your main character why get a new guy yeah. and they haven't casted him yet so I'm waiting for like Luke who's Kang, Luke Kang should be the main character it should be if you're gonna yeah. do Mortal Kombat yeah yeah it's Luke Kang but what um, are you gonna do who, who do you wanna see who else like they, Sony, they already Sony? got they already got Melina who who's, was, who's I'm sorry I interrupt you who's doing this studio uh James Wan is producing. No it's way. Warner Brothers. It's Warner Brothers. My boy. Yeah, yeah he's okay. the Warner Brothers. Okay, my boy. It's Go a ahead. it's a first time director, but he's a well known like uh, uh like a uh, music video director, yeah, yeah, which yeah. they all start as. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. Uh, yeah, James Wan is the producer on this nice. one, and it's um, it's like a, it's going to be a hardcore rated R martial arts movie, which is yeah. why I'm really excited because the first casting was Joe Talsum, who's from the Raid movies, cool. and that dude is like the best martial artist right now. So so, uh, so we're missing Scorpion. We're missing Scorpion. Sub Zero. No, Katana. we got. We got. Oh, we got Sub Zero. Oh, okay. Katana. If you're having Melina, you'd want Katana. They're definitely probably just probably getting somebody bigger for that. Yeah. Um, Sony Blade. Do you want to see Sony Blade? You don't need her, but like you can do her. You need Earthrealm characters. Yeah. You need people from and Earth. And obviously so. Johnny Cage. Johnny, They'll get Johnny Cage uh, probably. Johnny Cage. What about uh Kang? No, wait. Luke Kang? No, we got no, Luke no, Kang. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Shang uh, Sun. The no. guy with the, the metal, eye, the red eye. Kano. Kano. Kano He's um, not necessary. What's his name? What's his name? Joe. Uh, Joel. Joel Kinnaman. Joel Kinnaman. Oh yeah. Is is in talks to play Kano. Okay. Oh, is he really? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's Australian. Yeah, works. he could be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, Job description: jerk. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> Kano's a big old asshole. So. Perfect. Yeah. yeah well, so there's still a couple more characters. I'm sure we'll we'll see in the coming. Watch him cast Liam Hemsworth as the new white. Shut guy. up. Oh. That would active. Oh. That would be God. so bad because that would be that would be the. Anger. I was sitting here trying to think of like the the most likely Jai Courtney, worst dude. option. Jai Courtney. Jai would Courtney. Be pretty he's bad. too big. I don't want that. Yeah. All right. I'm just really excited for this casting. I think I think these are all like mm-hmm. they're all they're all actors who aren't super big, so this can be something yeah, to launch that's what them. I'm saying, yeah. If the movie's good, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Power Rangers was hoping for Ludi Lin, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and the guy that plays Hogan, I'm just gonna call him Hogan. Yeah, uh, who play, as Raiden is just it's really good, so good. So and good. I haven't really seen him do much else in in, a, in at least Holly, big Hollywood. So yeah, but uh, I think you know they're casting right so far. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully Christopher Lambert has a cameo. Shut up. I love Aww. it. I'm really mad at myself for that. <laughs> I'm really, really mad at myself. He almost got up and left. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah, I would have abandoned these yeah. guys here on the ride. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> so some bad news on the set of RoboCop Returns. This bums me out. Neil uh, Blomkamp has left production of RoboCop Returns. How yeah. far in production were they? Not far. Mm. Uh, probably we'll, still we'll hit that pre, hard then. Pre-pro. Yeah, uh, this is a bummer. He, he tweeted out, off RoboCop, I am shooting new horror thriller and MGM can't wait. Need to shoot RoboCop now. Excited to watch it in theaters with other fans. And they got a schedule they got to meet, yeah. which scares me saying we're going to get this movie made no matter what. F- yeah. uh, forget quality. I'm like, that's the, this is the only reason I cared about it is because Blomkamp is doing it. That's the thing about like, you know, the current industry that does hurt is that most of the time they just try to make release dates. They they tell you when the movie's coming out before anything about it's even starting to get made. Yeah. Like, yeah, uh, Avengers comes out next year. We haven't started filming it. Yeah. <laughs> like, but it's there. Oh, shit. Uh, when it should be, you know, you you make a movie and then pick the release date from the schedule. Yeah, that's how it J- used to Jumanji be. Jumanji 2. <laughs> Jumanji 2. Announces Black Widow six years before it's even produced. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is a bummer. Like, uh, although every now and then when Blomkamp leaves a project or even starts a project, I'm like, you know, I only liked one of his movies. <laughs> True, he surely only has one great movie. <laughs> what movies has he done? Because I know District Nine, Nine, Elysium, Chappie. Oh, okay. District Nine, Elysium. Chappie's bad. Chappie wasn't that bad. It's just not. I didn't like Elysium. I, I've never seen Elysium. It's a but half. Chappie wasn't that bad. It's just like I'm never going to watch it ever again. No, I, I'm the same, but I yeah. didn't hate it. Yeah, I really like District Nine. District yeah. Nine was great. Yeah. District Nine was a great movie. Just, I still wanted to see his Alien. Me too. I still wanted yeah. to see his Robocop. Yeah. I yeah. actually, I'm done with Robocop. I still wanted to see his Halo. Yeah. Oh. I mean, he directed some of those commercials, right? Yeah. It'll because ha- he was going happen. to make a movie. Dir- yeah, no, the Halo happen. TV show's coming out. <laughs> I wonder I wonder because <laughs> this is kind of a track record when he has like big franchise things yeah. if he, he just, just takes too long. Maybe. Didn't, yeah, he directed the Halo 3 ODST trailers, didn't he? Yes, because he was on, on There's dock a proof to of make that the he did. film Man, those trailers were great. for Halo. Yeah, and then that was pulled. And then it was Alien. And that didn't happen. So yeah, maybe just he takes too long. Yeah. That's yeah. part. That could be yeah. part of it. I mean, you could. You can also go to they scrapped that Halo film regardless of him. That's true. You can also go to the fact that Ridley Scott said no to the Alien movie. Like, that's mine. But, Probably. But still, like they spend a lot of years with like Blomkamp t- talking up this is, stuff. And if it, anyone's like, gonna run the Alien franchise into the ground, it'll be me. Yeah. It's it's definitely hey, been like Halo. Great. It's definitely been yeah. like Halo and and Alien at least five years of him talking about all yeah. all that he wanted to do with it and then not letting him. And the thing is, like I not coming. I really like the first two RoboCop movies, but like that's not a franchise people are clamoring for like an alien. I'm gonna be real, I've never even seen RoboCop. That's fine. Like they're yeah, fun, yeah. satirical, like it's Paul Verhoeven and Starship but, yeah. Troopers and stuff. Like but it's great. A, th- a thing like Robocop, like think if they never made like shitty like shitty si- like six sequels the Joel to Joel Kidman Robocop movie that came out that no, was also like, bad. Like pretend they didn't make like six sequels to Terminator. Yeah. And Dark Fate was the next Terminator film after two. Like yes. that would have been that would be the most exciting thing to ever happen. I think Ro- I think Robocop Returns would have been a similar type of thing. Yes. And it's like who, you don't need your RoboCop movie to come out in, in a summer release no, date. You like, don't. No one cares. Show me to make a good it's a, movie it's first. An R-rated blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I love. I like RoboCop. That's cool. All right. So, so some comics news. Remember that remake they had? I just talked about it. My man is bad. Yeah. Then <laughs> uh, ben, ben tuned out for a moment. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> At least they tried something new. Mm. Yeah. Let's let's make a black. Kids love the black design, the sleek design. Let's turn it into a transformer. Remake, it was good. Yeah. Mm. It's not that. You new. can do things good with remakes. Look, we'll talk about it. There's a lot of <laughs> concepts coming out that people are saying no to those scripts and saying let's t- reboot this old system. Come oh, on, no, absolutely. But yeah, so I, th- I think yeah, that's where at least I stand. I think but I've never seen it, so I wouldn't know. I think re- <laughs> remakes, as I've always said, should come from a creative place. Yeah, not I a want to financial do this. place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, like I want to remake the Neverending Story because I have a creative <gasps> idea for the it. The Neverending Story. Mm. Um, 
but did you have it before Stranger Things? Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> oh, I've been thinking about a remake to the Nightmare Story for years okay. and how like you can make something did truly spectacular. Did you guys review Stranger Things yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. We fake nerd watch up now. Yep. Yeah, fake nerd watch. Just cool. one up. I'll be there. Um, all right. So Marvel Comics uh, is putting out a new ten episode fictional podcast. So similar to the Wolverine ones. Um, these will be on Stitcher at first and then go to other platforms after. This one is based off of Marvel's. Kurt Busiak's and Alex Ross's. This one makes a lot of sense. Six issue miniseries, Marvel's. Mm-hmm. Um, and they just had an epilogue issue come out last month. Yeah. Um, so building off our award-winning momentum of Marvel's Wolverine The Log Knight and its sequel, Marvel's Wolverine the, Lo- the Lost Trail, the new media team is thrilled to continue to push the envelope of superhero storytelling via the scripted podcast medium. We are passionate about the space and feel we've brought the fight, the right cast, story, and intrigue uh, in this latest installment. I'm going to be real. I didn't know they were doing an X-Men. It was X-Men or Wolverine? Two Wolverine ones. That's yeah. super cool. That's yeah. like old town radio. Richard, yes. That's um, dope. Richard Armitage. 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 Uh, That's so cool. They just wow. turned it into a graphic novel because I saw it at the shop today. Good yeah. for them. Yeah, it's cool. So what you want to do is buy your comic, put it on, and just follow along. There you go. <laughs> but that's cool. It's like old time radio. Yeah, you can get yeah. it on, on uh, iTunes also. Cool. As, unless you don't have an iPhone. <clears throat> yeah, I do. Okay. I got you. Um, <laughs> so the voice cast is Method Man as Ben Urich. That's <laughs> awesome, dude. <laughs> what? Method Man? <laughs> Uh, that's the first one. Hell yeah! Um, and then after this, uh, some, some, some. We don't know who they are. Um, Anna Sophia Robb as uh, Mar- Marika Marisa. I don't know. Yeah. Hardesty. Okay. Ethan Peck, uh, who was recently in Star Trek Discovery as Spock. Uh, Gregory will, Peck's son will play Mister Fantastic. Um, Seth Barish, Phil Shel- will play Phil Sheldon. Uh, Louisa Krauss will play Sue Storm. Jake Hart will play Ben Grimm. Ahad Barisha will play Johnny Storm. Teo Rap Olson uh, will play Peter Parker. And Gabriel Ortega will play a character named Charlie Mont- Martinez. Um, that that Mr. Fantastic casting is really good. Yeah. That guy would actually make a really good Mr. Fantastic in real life. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, I saw that going around saying, can we just translate that to real life? And I'm like, where's this coming from? It came from this thing. Uh, also, this is Anson awesome. Mount as Mr. Fantastic would be pretty great. <laughs> yeah, he's such a—he is a good black pulp, though. That's he, what, he is me a off, good man. He's got I that like. chin. Um, <laughs> this it feels is, a little similar to what they already cast for the first Fantastic Four films. Yeah, going with Anson mm, Mount. Yeah, it's real similar. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Um, I think this is super cool. I think the Marvel's idea is awesome. I didn't know it was going to be having all the heroes in it. I thought it was going to be from like uh, Ben Ehrlich's uh, perspective talking about superheroes. Yeah. But they're all involved in it, which is super interesting and cool. Uh, I, man, Fantastic Four are in something. That's yeah. all I'm excited about. Hell yeah. Yeah, so that'd be cool. So this would be their third one. Um, I haven't listened to Wolverine. Are yet, they free? I, I don't remember if they... They are when they're on iTunes, but okay. you have to have a Stitcher account to wa- to listen to them if, mm. when they're exclusive to Stitcher. Okay. But they do eventually roll out to the free platforms. Okay. Because uh, I didn't check the Wolverine ones out, but I Both definitely want to. I definitely want to check this this Marvels one out. Yeah. Um, DC Comics has some news. They just announced two new one shots from Tales of the Multiverse, Tales of the Dark Multiverse, mm-hmm. uh, Black as Night, and Infinite Crisis. These are some cool covers. Yeah, they are. The Black as Night one is going to, is written by Tim Seeley and Kyle Hotz, who did the Swamp Thing Roots of Terror. Mm-hmm. Which one? Do they know one? who the artist is going to be? That was it. It's mm-hmm. the that's the uh, the Walmart one. Walmart oh, book. okay. Uh, Kyle Hotz is the artist. Is the artist. Um, and uh, they're going to. So this is set after. I'm not gonna read the whole the whole description, but mm-hmm. it's set after Blackest Night. Like the zombies, the zombies heroes have won, 
uh, and Sinestro is trapped between a black lantern and a white lantern, and he calls himself the Limbo Lantern. Cute. Um, the cover is super cool, man. Super cool. Yeah. And he is the only one who can save the universe from the Blackest Night and Necron. Nice. Uh, and I think that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm really like none of these books are out, but like, damn, here's another five books I have to buy, man. Uh, <laughs> only one shots. That's true. Uh, but Blackest Night was, is one of my favorite events. I, lo- I love Blackest Night. That's the that's excellent. the book that got me into DC Comics. Nice. Like into it hard. Uh, yeah, Jeff Johns Green Lantern was mine as well. Um, so the Infinite Crisis one is going to be written by James Tinney in the fourth, who's doing great work on Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Aaron Lapriesta is the artist who does Wonder Woman. Matt Ryan, also an artist uh, who did Damage. Damage. Um, this is going to see, uh, you know what, since I don't actually read Infinite Crisis, I'll just read this. Um, I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, DC Mega Event Infinite Crisis, the discretion of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman, the rise of Alexander Luther and Superboy Prime, and the rebirth of the multiverse all began with Ted Kord, the Blue Beetle. Uh, Kord saw it all coming and died with secrets that could have saved the world, but in the dark multiverse, Blue Beetle survives, and with the death of, De- of Maxwell Lord by his hand, Ted sets off events that irrever- irreversibly alter the lives of not only the Justice League, but also his best friend, Booster Gold. In trying to prevent a crisis, Blue Beetle becomes the crisis, and the Dark Multiverse will never be the same. That's awesome. Blue Beetle's my boy. I love him. Ted Kord or Jaime Reynos? Uh, I like Jaime, uh, but I love the Blue Beetle mantle, period. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I also like um, Nighthawk from Watchmen. Oh, Night Owl. <laughs> Night Owl. <laughs> Night Owl. I'm not yes. the biggest fan of Watchmen. That's so. okay. That's fair. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's cool. Both of those are cool. Yeah, dude. I'm like I again the the Dark Multiverse stuff is the best stuff to come out of that Dark Knight's Metal book. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Batman Superman. This oh, that so looks excited. God, David Marquez, dude. So excited. There's some one shots for Bat for Batman Superman that I didn't put on here, but they're actually about the the uh, Dark Multiverse infected heroes like Shazam and Supergirl and a couple more. And so it's. Real cool stuff. It looks real cool. The one's called King Shazam because he went to Kand- uh, Kandak to uh, wipe out Black Adam. He took over. It's awesome. I'm all right with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anybody reading the Green Lantern 12-issue uh, maxi by Graham Morrison? No, I should be. It's really, really good. Uh, I love it. It is ending after issue 12. Mm-hmm. That makes uh, sense. For a new miniseries mm. called Green Lantern's Black Stars, uh, which if you're reading it would make more sense. <laughs> because the villains of the series are called the Black Stars, uh, and Hal Jordan is tasked to infiltrate them, uh, and he becomes a Black Star himself, and it's really good. Some vampire things, it's awesome. I like it a lot. And now we're going to see like a bunch of new vampire stuff. Yeah, vampire, you had me a vampire stuff. Like uh, from Final Crisis? No. Okay. But we are meeting that that we are meeting that that universe again within the series because Grant right. Morrison's going to start bouncing multiverses good, because, because he's insane. Grant Morrison <laughs> introduced that in Final Crisis, and I'm like, oh, it's like Superman and mess with a vampire, and he had to sing to save the universe, and I'm like. Grant Morrison. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of uh, you know, Grant Morrison is much like a Jonathan Hickman. Like everything he's done ties into his continuity. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So Green Lantern is you know just we're seeing stuff from multiversity in the Green Lantern, so it's really great. Um, we're gonna see the uh, the Batman Green Lantern from that one Elseworlds book. He's showing up in the next issue. Uh, I'm into that. Yeah. There's too many Green Lanterns. So this is a multiverse. I know, but, but it's also they have to protect the entire I, universe. I know. How many cops are in Los Angeles? Not enough. But I don't right? want to know the story of every cop. Well, you don't know the story Touché. of every... I don't, yeah. Like, <laughs> Touché. You don't know the story of every Green Lantern. Yeah, but just you're, like five. you're getting close. I don't care that much. I'm sorry. I'm Did not... they just kill Jessica Drew? Oh, they might have. That sucks. Whoa, the art of racing in the rain. Hold hold for the bike. Um, okay, so 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 Green, Lantern, Green Lantern's Black Stars will be the next chapter of the Green of the Grant Morrison Green Lantern saga, uh, but no, but not with Liam uh, Liam Sharp. Uh, he's going to be doing this with... 
Zermanico, I guess. Yeah? Um, Is that one name or two names? It's one name. Oh, okay. X-E-R-M-A-N-I-C-O. Cool. Zermanito. Um, I want that name. This is going to be a three-issue miniseries, oh. uh, which is going to set the stage for the next Green Lantern adventure next year. You know what this sounds like? It sounds like the way he's writing like a Hellboy. Yeah. It's just like, it's just like here's like here's an arc, and then here's an arc, and they're all connected, but yeah. they're all their own standalone things. And then like, it, it clearly has become like a thing that he wants mm-hmm. to pursue. He wants to keep pursuing Hal Jordan and Green Lantern. That's cool. I'm glad. Um, I'm not, uh, yeah, so that comes out November 6th. He had this to say about the, about the quote, uh, about the thingy. Uh, Oa is the skeleton-paved haunt of vengeful demons, and the Black Star is a sinister cult of universal peace and harmony involved surren- involving surrender uh, to the will of the insidious and or possibly illuminated controller, Mu, are in the process of subjugating the universe to their creed. Jordan's one of the Black Star's primary operatives. He's central, although the cosmic vampire countess, Belzebeth, views... <laughs> <laughs> this is some comic book ass shit, man. <laughs> I'm like, you get you get points for names. <laughs> By vies with him for control of the narrative in Black Stars. Hal Jordan is the kind of man who will excel in any situation, so naturally he's an elite Black Star in this altered continuity. Of course, he's immediately good I'm at like, it. Okay, yeah, that makes God. me mad. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Moo, though. I just Moo. love the name Belzebeth. No, no, no I like Be- Moo. Belzebeth. Oh, be- the cosmic Moo. vampire countess Belzebeth. Yeah, but when you said when you said Moo, it made me think of uh, my um, girlfriend's <laughs> old roommate's cat because her <gasps> name was Moo. Moo? And every time we drive by cows cat. or anything, mm. and my girlfriend says Moo. Oh, I miss Moo the cat. Oh, I'm like we even visit them. They live in Hollywood. We, we visit just them. to visit the cat, not the friend. Yes, <laughs> yeah. She cares more about that cat than she does about her friend. That's friends. fair. It's kind of funny. I care most about animals. I care more people. about these two dogs than I do my girlfriend. There are two dogs. That's in not the room. true. Yeah, you're right. There you go. They're so cute. All right, then let's get into the trailers. Uh, Dark Crystal. Oh boy! Oh, this week a uh, longer trailer, kind of more substantial trailer than the last one. Yeah, this looks like a real ass movie, man. Like yep. big budget. But it's not a movie. Oh, I keep forgetting. It's a show. It's, so it's a show. It's even better. Do you know how many episodes? Thirteen. Holy shit! Like really? Thirteen. Thirteen's like standard for Netflix. That's amazing. With many, with I, just, that's, I didn't expect to get so much Dark Crystal. It's great. I just love how it stays true to the old movie. It looks exactly like it just picked up where we left off. It was awesome. Yeah, every every this is a prequel to the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, technically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, everything about this show is like, man, the people behind this really care. Oh yeah. Like every, every from every aspect, and I'm like, mm-hmm. it's so nice that like people still care about like big puppet movies because they don't come out that often. This is also going to bring back to life such TV a show. I such a movie. literally just like such an era. Like that was an era. Ten episodes. Ten. Ten? Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. But yeah, that was like people are gonna come back. And be like, remember that? A bunch of other stuff's going to come back. Next. Love Henson. Next is going to be yeah. a labyrinth or something. Probably. Netflix should have just done more Muppets. Yeah. Well, more, more stuff with Henson and not cancel Christine McConnell. I yeah. agree. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Remember the Happy I, Time I heard murders? about that. I was pissed. I watched that. Yeah, they, they they were involved. So Yeah, they were. Brian Henson. He directed it. Cause yeah. That's because the Hensons know how to do puppets. Mm. Yeah. All right. Um... Dolomite is my name. Is it? That was Brandon T. McClure. No, the movie is called oh, Dolomite sorry. is my name. You fell into that one. I know. <laughs> the uh, this is a biopic d- uh, being done by Eddie Murphy. I miss this him. Is a Netflix movie. It's good. It's nice to see him trying. Yeah. Because I feel like it's been it's been a while. Ninety years <laughs> since <laughs> I saw. He's wanted 
to have like a proper comeback. And he tried with the movie, this movie called Mr. Church. I saw that. It was really, really emotional. I was got it? Really, yeah, I got really emotional. <laughs> that movie really bombed, though. Yeah, but I didn't even know not, about it. You know what? Though I think his comeback should have been. It needs to be comedy. Yes. It needs to be funny. Mm-hmm. I agree. And that like was a very emotional movie. Yeah, the whole thing is Mr. Church wasn't a comedy. Yeah. It wasn't a bad movie. No, it was but good. like nobody, nobody went and saw it. Yeah. So this one looks to be like his, you know, try again for a more. Kind of, kind of yeah. substantial comeback. Uh, Dolomite is this character, uh, like a black exploitation character from like the seventies. Uh, uh, Rudy Ray Moore was like this filmmaker, like musician, like Renaissance guy who just like wanted to be super famous and be cool, and like he inspired a lot of people. And uh, yeah. I don't know much about it other besides like knowing Dolomite is is yeah. a thing, like from, from old movies. Yeah, so uh, uh, Wesley cool. Snipes is in this movie. A lot of people are in this yeah. movie, man. Keegan Michael Key, mm-hmm. Snoop Dogg, Snoop Dogg, Snoop Double G, mm-hmm. Double G. Looks really good. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this. Um, it'll be it'll be cool to see how well they play together. It'll give us a gauge for coming to America too. Yeah. Yes, yeah. returning to America. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So uh, you guys didn't watch this trailer, but the trailer for Star Wars Resistance season two. I yes. saw it. Has dropped and uh, it looks real good. Mm-hmm. It does. Looks real good. Look, you know, Dave Filoni. You know that first season more of a kids thing. Second season gets darker. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much how Rebels went and Clone Wars. Yeah. I was gonna say I feel that's like that's like the trajectory yeah, for all the, of it. That's the that's the Star that's the Wars model. Star Wars shows, I don't, I don't yeah. know that I say that entirely about Clone Wars. Clone Wars five episodes in had the one where it was the clones who were isolated on their own. That's You're true. right. And, that was a really good episode. And they were episode. being picked off one by one, and they were questioning, why are we even war? Yeah. And, and <laughs> why are we even war? <laughs> and that uh, that was pretty heavy at that time. That I don't think war. Rebels or Resistance tackled anything that, okay. that much and, uh, in its first season. This one in Resistance, Adam Driver returns as Kylo Ren. My boy. That's cool. Oh. All right. Yeah. I'm glad they can always get the returning uh, It's the definitely a lot easier now. Yes. Like yeah. when Forrest Whitaker did Rebels. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Adam Star Wars, Star Wars uh, synergy between television and films is a lot better than the MCUs. Yeah. They have mm-hmm. really good writers too. That th- Those shows are just well written. Mm-hmm. They're well it's done though, well, well written. And Dave Filoni, he gets Star Wars. He does. Yeah, he does. And I think that's what that's what keeps these things alive is it, and keeps people funding them. Yeah. Um, you were saying that, you know, it's, I think Marvel, I think Disney wanted, I think Disney wanted Star Wars to be more like Marvel, but realized that can't work. But Disney has the thing that Star Wa- that Marvel wishes it has. Uh, Star Wars has the thing that Marvel wishes. Or at it least had. that Marvel fans wishes it. Yeah, had. Uh, Marvel fans specifically is that the synergy between the yeah. all the different mediums. Well, you know what helps? There's not that many characters. That's the thing. Yeah, yeah like, like slow down. Yeah, like, there's like nine shows in development f- across three different streaming platforms. Like Star Wars is just Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. it's Disney Plus. That's it. Well, that's why. That's well, why well, there's well, Resistance, Resistance and now Mandalorian and. Cassie Andor, but those are all Disney Plus. Obi Wan, no, no, no. I know, I know. And but I it's it is like you know they're they're racking it up. But it's yeah. also Clone Wars it, season seven. It's also between the books and the comics. Like Star Wars is just good at keeping everything yeah. together. I think also too they have a very key like main point, which is like oh this is around the the Clone Wars or this is around this. It's like very very succinct. Mm-hmm, they don't mm-hmm. have it doesn't like oh this is happening like a bunch of universes away. It's like no 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 this is happening here and this these things are still affecting that world. It's more focused. Yeah, yeah exactly. Much it's more like, focused. This is taking place during this era of Star yes, Wars. If you like sure. this era of Star Wars, you're fine. You're you pick fine. up any random Marvel comic, you don't know if it could be now or Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And like you don't know if these characters even know of anybody else. It's mm-hmm. yeah, that could be frustrating. Yeah, pick up a Star Wars book is like, "Oh, I know this takes place during the Galactic Civil War." Correct. Oh, this yeah. is the Clone and because Wars. Because it is just literally one narrative yep. that yep, we yep, are yep. that we're that we're filling in. Yep. Yeah, uh, the Star Wars story group has a lot easier time managing mm-hmm. uh, that kind of. That's true. Starts with episode one, ends with episode six, and we just kind of put it put, put stuff pieces in together. There, that is true. There. Yeah, so I think that's kind of where where that becomes a little easier. Of course, Kevin Feige is just one guy. One, mm. our Lord and Savior, Kevin Feige. <laughs> Bite um, your tongue. <laughs> all right, so that's all the trailers that released this week. Ooh. Um, 
shall we get into our main topic? It's time. All right, then time now for our main topic. Uh, this is why we have you on, Jen. Yeah. Heck yeah, let's do it, baby. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know if you guys know, but uh, Disney's been remaking a lot of their classic animated films. Um, uh, live action retellings, hard, thank it'd you. It'd be hard for you not to... The live action? So Again, he, bite your tongue. Live <laughs> action retellings, thank you. Here is the... Here is the, the um, they said. I, I, learned, I learned this from, from the Disney Plus announcement. The internal uh, term for what they are doing are animated retellings. That is the official term that they are that they are using. Um, so that's the t- also the title of this episode. And yes. for the flavor text, Jen just eyes rolled all the way back to her head. It was yeah. quite funny to well, see. Well, I think <laughs> it was. I think it was their way of being like, yeah, we know Lion King's not live action, but it is a retelling of our animated movie. So yeah. there you go. Um, wow, they're creating genres. Oh my god. <laughs> so for better or worse, this is a, this is something that is happening right now. So you know. Welcome, Jen. Let's talk about it. Oh, yeah. Man. Um, I will start by saying, like, if you enjoy these like remakes, that's fine. It's okay. I like, like some you, of them. Yeah. If you guys enjoy them, like, that's absolutely fine. It's cool. It's not. You shouldn't feel bad about liking them. You shouldn't think I'm a horrible person because I like liking. Fine. And that, don't make others feel horrible. Yeah. For it either. Yes. Exactly. Like, okay, I'm gonna be real. I did not like Endgame. These four gentlemen did. Yeah, that's so fine. So that's <laughs> like that. You are okay. It's okay to not like things. It's okay to like like things that people didn't like. There's no resounding, oh, my God, you're stupid if you like this, mm-hmm. or you are this if you like this. Unless it's something that's, like, racist or homophobic or just uh, downright bad, then it's it's fine. Yes. It's okay to like things. But these are, like, the nicest films. <laughs> like, the safest films yeah. that Disney has ever made. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I, I personally, my opinion is these movies do not need to exist. They just flat out don't. The reason they do is for money reasons. That's the only reason they exist. There's no one sitting back saying, wow, I really liked Aladdin. I want to re. I want to be in charge of that. I want to do it again. I want to do that again. Well, there is a there is a sense that I get like Tim Burton would wanted to do Dumbo or Alice. Kenneth Branagh wanted to do um, Cinderella. Cinderella, and I do think that Peach Dragon was probably not high on their remake no. list, but it is one of their best remakes. Maleficent, like I'm not the biggest fan of that movie, but it is it is a unique yeah. take. It's not a remake. You yes. can't consider that's, Maleficent a remake. That's fair. I think Maleficent is, in my opinion, better than Sleeping Beauty because I don't really like Sleeping Beauty Sleeping that much. Sleeping Beauty was a cardboard cutout movie. That's why. Yeah. It was, there was no depth to that movie. It's a good movie. Beautifully done. You know, The animation Mary, stills are gorgeous. Mary Blair did For an sure. amazing production. Like She was just amazing. It was a really good movie, but there was no depth. Mm-hmm. You didn't yeah. get to know the villain. You didn't get to know the plot. There was, it was very cut, dry, this is the story. Uh-huh. Maleficent really brought a deeper depth to that. Deeper depth. <laughs> words are important um it, it brought a depth to it that didn't exist before which is cool that's how you should do and approach these things if you want to bring a deeper sense to a movie that didn't really have a lot to it do it if that movie already exists and has that there's no reason to do it yeah um i will say i really enjoyed aladdin i thought aladdin was fun i didn't I did too. but i also had no nostalgia attached to it i didn't really att- care about the movie as a kid i had watched it more as an adult than i did as a child um lion king i've known by heart since i was like nine like i have known yeah. i know i could recite that movie in my sleep like mm-hmm. it's it's kind of stupid page 37 the movie is playing in my head on loop 24 yeah, 7 for sure you. i you know what honestly like when we talked about it with this in our review of the lion king um with these animated retellings as they call them um i I've always said to him, remakes need to come from a creative place. Like I think that's where they need to come from. But uh, Lion King was the f- only time so far that I've said, "Okay, you've crossed the line." Mm. For, for me as well, like because like it's just it's it's a fundamental like your own thing. Like how far are you okay with like just doing the same thing over again? And unfortunately, we live in a world where 
we're old enough where that's almost all we're getting is just regurgitation. Right. Um, but if you can bring something new and fun to it, again, I really like Aladdin too. I thought it was a lot of fun. The Lion King is just that same movie, and it looks it just looks a little better. There's nothing creative. No, it looks a little worse, honestly. Well, but you know what I mean. Like it, it's it's a good looking movie. Yeah. But like they did not make that for the right reasons, and not that any of those others were. But Lion King is clearly Jungle clearly Book, like a made, problem. Jungle Book, I think, was made for the right I lo- reasons. I really like that Jungle Book movie. So man. the reason why you like Jungle Book. Is because there was a human yeah, exactly in the movie. Yeah, when you have, I was watching clips from um, Narnia, and Ooh, yeah. Aslan has some of the best animation. That was ten years ago. Yeah, I was he, just seeing some Twitter discussion about yeah, that. Yeah, he actually. has some of the best facial animation, and he plays off of mostly, yeah. mostly Lucy, right? Mm-hmm. So Lucy's his counterpart for the most of it, and he plays off her emotions. We see how she's feeling, so we know how he's feeling, and that that's a key point, and especially in why Jungle Book did so well. Is if you have Mowgli. I don't care what this lion, or not lion, um, the wolf played by Lupita Nyong'o. I don't really care what she's saying. I care how it's affecting Mowgli because Mowgli's my hero. I'm following his story. I'm following mm-hmm. his arc. I don't care about the others. But you care about them because he cares about them. Lion King, that's why I you know, I laugh at people saying it's a live-action remake. There's nothing live-action about that. There's None one, of there's that. There's one single shot. And it's the opening shot. <laughs> and, okay, and, um, and That's just a joke. I'm not. But the thing is that like, you're... There's so many. You say like it's a shot for shot remake. It's not even a shot for shot remake. That's the worst part. Is that that movie, the animated one in 1994, soared in so many different ways in terms of just tone, storytelling, just a proper movie, a really good movie. This movie had the best possible source material, the original movie, and you still managed to mess it up. You still managed to miss those key those key emotional points. The the circle of life didn't even start until after the sun came up. That's stupid. Like, come on, it's right there. Sparks, weren't you saying? I haven't listened to this yet, but the Empire podcast with John Favreau, he it kind of implies that he might have gotten lost in the technology. Y- yeah, it's kind of it's kind of there in the in the writing that you can you can hear that. <clears throat> a lot of what drove him in this is, you know, what what can we do with this? Can we do it better? Because he said that by the time that they were done with Jungle Book, they'd found a way to use this like more efficiently than they had while they were going through the process of Jungle Book, which is part of what he got so caught up in is because of a way that they're able to, the way he kind of uh, fragmented it is like it's 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 as if you're doing stage blocking in the digital medium mm-hmm. in the making of it yeah. uh, that you've never been able to do before and he got kind of wrapped up in that mm-hmm. and you can see how like he got so consumed by that that everything else wasn't as important some of the animators had been talking about it on twitter too of just like oh pe- people were basically attacking the movie why didn't you add expressions why didn't you why did you make it so photorealistic why did you guys do that and this was an active choice they could have done aslan they could have made it more emotional they could have they, they yeah they could have done that they c- I brought up you brought up the mortal instruments. Jungle or, uh, Book, his mark dark materials. Frank- mortal Book. instruments. Same thing. Fra- frankly, the same technology yeah. in Jungle Book, they are more expressive. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they could have done it, and then they said that they actively chose not to do it. So this was a choice. <clears throat> yeah. This was a choice, and it was a hit, and it was a miss. And I think one of the other things too is I Except was reading. Financially, unfortunately. Well, that's because people will go to this movie no matter what because it's, it's true. Because it's lanking. But I was reading the art book um, that came out for the movie, and John Favreau mentioned he said that they wanted they were so excited because they said that the broadway had done so well that they said oh we, we can God. do this too okay but here's the thing the broadway is a different medium it's a totally different medium and so is so is 3d yeah that's fair but there's a reason why the broadway did so well they really expanded on the story they made it more mature they made it more interesting they added more songs they made it more specific to the actual detailed story of not just here's a kid's version of it mm-hmm. which arguably as an adult i enjoy mm-hmm. liking regardless but it's a more adult version. This was not. You guys, you missed the mark entirely. Yeah. 
it's such a big bummer because it's for a lot of people like you know you guys here like this is like the the big one yeah. uh and it's like in it's sort of but it also kind of wasn't because even from the moment it was announced i'm like it will never be able yeah. to do anything that will make me like it more than the original yeah i know that so i i i expect nothing i want for nothing what 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 I would have wanted is to have something where I could have like a companion type of experience, mm-hmm. which would have been something where they brought elements that were in the Broadway yep, musical yeah. to it. Or my whole thing has been, there were, t- there are two other ways I think this could have gone, which is that they don't talk mm-hmm. and you just focus on that technology, which I think is a unique experience of seeing the Lion King and would have worked if they didn't talk. Almost make it Because like then you're focused on that. Yes, yeah. exactly. That would have been really hard. Studios not willing to take risks like that. Right, exactly. It would have been a really weird and expensive art house film, but if any company could but have taken a swing the Lion like King, that. So yeah. they would have saw it. If any company, exactly, because everybody would have seen it anyway because it's called the Lion King. And yeah. if any company could take a swing like that, it's Disney. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the whole point of the movie really feels like, look at this technology we can use. And if you wanted to do that, don't have them talk, and I would have focused on it more, frankly. Yeah. Or the alternative is, you do this live action. And I mean with people. They should you have do based this, it off of the Broadway show. You make, this, done. you make this 100% like a, yeah. a, a set piece in yep. a period in Africa with mm-hmm. tribes. Yep. It's a lion tribe and a hyena tribe, and you do it that way, can and I you make it very... Uh, the Broadway musical combined with things that they did with Black Panther, and yeah, you I do that like aesthetically, like almost like and a Black Panther, it, and yeah, it costs you less. It costs you less. It's a diverse film, and that will get people to see it because it's still called that The Lion King. So cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. either one of those options would have been better options. Yeah, either one. Yeah. Well, I mean, fundamentally, too, I think the thing is, is that it wasn't just a bad remake. It was a bad movie. I don't know what they were thinking with the camera choices <clears throat> that they chose and the dir- like the ca- oh god there were so many shots where I was just like why is the camera moving why are you like okay good example right when um Simba walks up to dead Mufasa why weren't they on his face why weren't they close in on him why 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 because there's no emotion in that face <laughs> I know why but I'm just saying like the you camera miss- movements are the camera movements are actually really good thing to focus on real quick because when you make something in a completely digital space the camera can go anywhere mm-hmm. yeah but you can't let that happen or else you lose the reality you of the film. You have to have control of it. You have it's to know like, when to not do it. It's, it's the thing with, it's one of the problems the Pacific Rim Uprising has, the Pacific Rim doesn't. Like Pacific Rim, when it's focusing on the CG shots, it is from the point of view of a person filming yeah. every single time, either from the helicopter or from on the ground. A person is filming, is, is, well it's not, but like the idea is that a person is filming this. Mm-hmm. When Pacific Uprising, you have the camera in positions moving things of uh, things that at eye level with them yeah. at eye level with them things that this a camera cannot do yeah. if it is being held by a person and you have that same problem in the lion king i feel mm-hmm. because you lose the reality of the film if you're just kind of like we look at all the look at all the cg we had a professor who's the head of layout at disney animation and layout is basically previs which is you decide where the camera is you're the cameraman yeah. and he head of layout they went and visited john favreau the studio when they were making it and these guys were like, yeah, we're doing, you know, previous. They had to do previous for it. They didn't know how. They didn't know when to control it, when to not do certain things, when to not do moves. They just were doing it willy-nilly. And my professor said our team was looking at these guys like, why wouldn't you hire us? Why wouldn't you hire people who actually know how to do previous for 3D, who actually know what to do? And then also consult, I'm sorry, consult the story artists who worked on the film. You know, there's a reason the legendary story for us at, at school is um, our professor tells us that the guy who pitched... Um, the intro for Lion King, that was not supposed to be the intro. The original 94 intro, that was not going to be the intro. They were going to have some, I forget what they were going to do, some different intro. And then they were like, this isn't really all that good. And then this guy went home, did boards, did crazy storyboards for it, had the song for it, pitched it, and that was sold. That was it. It was shot for shot exactly the way he boarded it. And that's, that's 
I don't know. You need people like that from those films to bring them on and be like, how did you guys do this? How did you guys manage to make me feel these emotions? And they, they just especially if you're going to not do something drastically different. Yeah. If you are trying yeah, to get the same tone fine. and feel of, of that last movie. If you, if you are trying to recreate it, then get some of those original people. Don't just get James Earl Jones. Especially something with Lion King where it was such a fluke that yeah. it came yeah, out the way absolutely. it did. Because you listen to anybody who worked on that movie talk about it and they talk about how it, it was wildly different as they went through the process yep. of making it and that changed over time and it was just all these artists collaborating coming together and creating something cool it was, all it was it was such a big deal that it was it was going to be that that everybody most of the people at disney animation they were trying really hard to get people onto the lion king project because nobody had faith in it yep. at the animation studio they were all working on pocahontas because they thought that was going to be the better film yep well, well they're right yeah well 100 <laughs> yeah. percent. so good but I don't know. They're just uh, fundamentally, it was just a bad film. It was shot poorly. the The camera work was r- absurd. Also, this like is, this I, is you go first. It's it, it, not to rehash everything we talked about on on. No, the, we're the, rehashing. The sure. you got me in twice. You no, know, yeah, you're right. Uh, like the movie's thirty minutes longer, and I feel like I lost all shoe the characterization leather. still. Shoe leather. That's what you call shoe leather. You cut it out. If there's stuff that you don't need, you cut it out because there's a reason why that film. In the in the the animated version is short. It's succinct. It's supposed to be a perfectly nice tight bow, it's tight. and that's what it should be. You don't have. I don't extra need lingering shit. shots of yeah. dung, dung beetles. I as nice as d- it oh looks, my God. as pretty d- as it looks. We didn't talk about it on the. I don't need. We didn't it. talk about it on the review, but the whole bit where Simba's hair does like the whole circle of life thing. Yeah, uh, I wanted I don't to care. hurl. It's my like a tire five minute the, sequence. I wanted to yeah. hurl my popcorn at the screen. Yeah. That destroyed the whole part of Rafiki. My girlfriend and I, we saw the the Rafiki anime. is completely destroyed in the movie. By yeah, the way. but yeah. we we saw the the animated one two days before we went and saw the new one, and that scene where Simba slumps down on the grass, the grass flies away, and Rafiki grabs it and he has parts of Simba's hair. I was like, oh, that's really good. Mm-hmm. I could tell in this it's movie. It's not Simba's hair in the original movie, though. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's like not. It's, it's just it's, like... It's the, it's the it's plants that scent. are... Yeah. It's the plants that are around him that get yeah. knocked up when he's there. Yeah, yeah. and then it, it's like... And of course, Rafiki being the shaman dude he is, he's like, oh, this is Simba. He's alive. This is great. But that whole scene with the dung beetle, or even in the beginning with the mouse, with the kangaroo mouse oh, running I through the like thing. spent like 15 minutes I'm on that. I'm sitting here watching it's like, you're just padding for time here. I don't care about this mouse. Look how they nice our mouse looks. Again, Look how real it but, is. But hold on. So like that that's them wanting to show you the technology. Yeah. And if the movie didn't yeah. have them talking, yeah, yeah. that wouldn't have bothered me anywhere yeah. near the amount that it did. Yeah. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know a lot about this, but the, and you, you might not either, but I'm hoping you, you do. The, uh, original animators, the original mm-hmm. creators, the original scriptwriters, they're not getting any credits no. for these so movies. So I think at the end of the film, I did not stay for the credits. Um, they might get like a special thanks, but like- They get like a- There was a special, I'm sorry to cut you off, but no, there, good. There, I do remember specifically at the end of the of when we saw Lion King, the new one, that there was a thing that was like, thank you to all those people who worked and made and made the original anime all film such a classic. All those people? There, there was something along those lines. I can't remember it verbatim, but there was a little line after the main oh, credits, yeah. or after the main bill, mm-hmm. that, this is a problem set, that, that was like, hey, thanks to the original creators of the film. This is all. This is the problem with all of them. Like, none Oh, I reposted this art. I don't know who did it, but thanks a lot for doing this really cool work, is what it sounds like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, so... They're, they're all the, like this Dumbo, Aladdin. Um, how far do we want to go? Like, what, what came out last year? Shit. Which one came out what last year? Come out last year. Well, Beauty and the Beast, um, Aladdin, Beauty and the Beast Dumbo. Two years ago. That's true. That I thought was it was January bad. 2018. It was 2017. Uh, oh my God. We've been doing this that long. Last year. Last year was Nutcracker. Incredible. Which, which Nutcracker was so overly CG. Oh my God. 
It was that original. One. They tried an original. I don't think, was, I don't think there was, have been. I don't think there so have been one since Beauty and the Beast. No, be, it was after Beauty and the Beast. They were talking. They're hyping up Aladdin and Lion King. And Lion King. Yeah, I think it took them two years to get it to okay, get these well, two out. So going back to like Beauty and the Beast, then like they're not crediting the original creators. Only crediting the original songwriters if they get them on the movie, if they get them on the new movie, yep. which oftentimes, which sometimes they don't. They make Christopher Robin, but that's not the same. So yeah. oh, here's yeah. the biggest that's problem with not. Crediting, I was gonna say Christopher Robin. Yeah. The biggest problem with not crediting those artists is that, and I'll this brings me into my whole spiel about Scar. Scar, his whole character is because of Andreas Deja, the animator who did him, and then Jeremy Irons. That's his character. It's not just good enough for you to have the voice actor. The voice actor is an actor, but the animators, and we've been saying this and arguing this for years, animators should be nominated just the same as actors because we are acting. We are doing the job the of acting. the same argument for why Andy Serkis hasn't been nominated for Caesar. Correct. Because you know, is, it the voice, is it the actor or is it the animator? Mm-hmm. So the, the, the idea that you can have, and Scar was so such a misunderstood, I don't know what they were thinking when they when they pitched him the way they did for this live action remake, but so miss what a miss like scar he, he is a drag he, that's him like he, I'm, I'm gonna be real that's just him he's he he's, is really boring he is and it's 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 a drawl to watch him like i'm just like i don't care i don't care about what you're doing his lines were poorly delivered it's almost like they wanted you to feel bad for him almost but you know I'm what like, but like that's when you watch about. when you watch the animated one you're like oh you're there's you're sinister yeah but the, th- the key point that they missed was simba trusted him Simba trusted him. Mufasa trusted him. He may not have liked him, but there was never like, a, "Oh, my brother's gonna kill me." That's mm-hmm. why the scene when he throws him off the cliff with his his claws, which shouldn't have been him whacking him, which is stupid, but da, like, da, da. He, yeah, it was <laughs> awful. But he, he, there's a look in Mufasa's eyes of betrayal. the The theme of that is betrayal. Mm-hmm. It should have been in his eyes. You should to have been able to see it. Yeah, and he like you like you guys said in the podcast last when you guys um, reviewed it. He whispers it. He whispers, long live the king. And then he lets him go. It's a really emotional scene. And so for them to do what they did with it, it was rushed. It felt emotionless. I didn't care. And I didn't feel like Simba trusted Scar. I felt like it was like, oh, this is expected. This yeah. makes sense. I, I I felt like whenever Scar was on screen, you're just kind of like, oh, you're you're a bad man. Yeah. and You're going to like rape me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And like that's that's... I'm so tired, you guys. This is a bad movie. Yeah, really <laughs> it's bad. such a shame, really, because like. And here's the thing: like, I like, I like Beauty and the Beast. I know I shouldn't, but I do. No, it's okay. We um, we had this discussion. It's okay to like yeah. things. <laughs> um, I only had Ben in my corner, and then he betrayed me. Um, <laughs> Betrayal. <laughs> um, I don't. I, it's not that it's. I don't need to get into that. Well, no, <laughs> this is the place to get into it, though. No, it's. It, I never said that. Like, oh, it's garbage. I hate Beauty and the Beast. I just said that it, it's. It's disappointing. Yeah. It's yeah. not. It's not as good as it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Reasonably, uh, like it's. It there's a lot that that could have been done to make the Beauty and the Beast live action. Like of all of these, of all of these, Beauty and the Beast is the one where I'm like, weirdly, I feel like you could have done a lot to make this really good should've on its own it, as a remake. Made a Jim Henson puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so that should have been practical oh, yeah. alone would have made me oh happy. Oh my god! Yeah. So oh, Beauty yeah. and the Beast is actually, you know, I just I just thought about this. So Beauty and the Beast was in production for a Shit, long time. Shit! I just pictured one where all of the dining characters are puppets, and oh, yeah, now I'm really you're, happy. You're welcome. Yeah. Oh, so so Beauty and the Beast was in production for a while. It had Del Toro be, uh, and Emma Watson um, attached for a long time. Sure. Um, so C- Cinderella came out because Kenneth Branagh, uh, Peach Dragon, Jungle Book, um, Maleficent, Maleficent, like all these all these films came out. Bef- 
these are like the pre time uh, we are with the before time they announced now. they were doing it yeah before they announced they were doing it and those i do believe all came from a creative space yeah and i think beauty and the beast almost did because del toro wanted to do it and then when he left and bill Condon came on board i think that's where it became that's where the line that's where the change was when mm-hmm. disney like pandering oh yeah. now we can now not only now we can make a lot of money with this every single one of them since has made a billion dollars yeah oh except yeah. for dumbo I didn't even see Dumbo. Uh, Dumbo hasn't. Yeah. But all the Renaissance ones have. And Little Mermaid is next. You know what? Del <laughs> Toro's doing po- Pinocchio, though. So, that's and that's, But not that's Disney's one, Pinocchio. It's not. But the thing is, even if it was Disney's Pinocchio, it would be good. Because one, Del Toro knows what the fuck he's doing, first of all. Yep. Second, Now you have to have put it. explicit on. Well, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. No, it's okay. Uh, he knows what he's doing. He And that's, that's why I'll go back to um, Guy Ritchie doing um, Aladdin. Aladdin. That's the perfect director. That is the absolute perfect director for he's that film. He, he's frantic. Yeah. He, yeah. He's fr- constantly moving in a good way, right? And was he, doesn't movie know, he doesn't know how to film dance numbers. No, he does not. But he re- he referred to Bollywood for that. So I'm like, yeah. I give him a little credit because he definitely didn't have to do that, but he did. He sure. wanted to do a thing, which was yeah. And the thing is, like I said, the chaoticness of the bizarre and the the story itself it works. And it and I know you guys don't like Jafar, but I actually really liked Jafar. Yeah, I thought he was really interesting. I thought it was an interesting take on the character. I thought I wow. loved, 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 loved that he was a thief like a lot. That's the one thing that I think we all this like. is yeah. Yeah. I like that, that too. Like Endgame again, like yeah. I like that too. <laughs> really? I just didn't think it was explored anywhere near enough. No, for me it should have been. To care about it absolutely yeah. should have been. And it, it was funny because I was so curious about the depth of their character. That that they had brought to life with him. I looked at the art book and I was reading some descriptions of him. He was ex-military. He joined, the, like, stuff like the little tiny facts about them. Like, yeah, give me that. Yeah. I yeah. want that. Un- unfortunately, like, that doesn't matter if it's not translated absolutely. into the film. No, absolutely. Mm-hmm. That should have been the more interesting act. Bottom bottom line problem. I didn't mind him either. Bottom line, the problem with Jafar is I found him just as boring and unintimidating as Scar in the new one. Yeah, Lion King. and that's fair. And that's, that's the again, thing. Again, I did, and that's also Andreas Deja. Yeah. Um, but again, I will say I don't have any emotional, nostalgic attachment For to sure. that movie. So I don't care about Jafar. Yeah. He was, to me, he was an old man who's. <laughs> Yeah. Like Frollo, where I don't care about him trying to like, Funny enough, deal with uh, a young girl. And that's the thing is that, it, you know, but you've seen Aladdin, so you can at least, like, Jafar is one of the villains who's rife with a lot of personality. Absolutely. And the character in the just live like action Star. just didn't have it. Yep. No, I agree. I 100% and that's, agree. And that's a bummer. No, I 100% You haven't agree. seen Dumbo? Nope. Uh, but, like, the first half of that movie is just Dumbo, and then the, the next half is, like, a sequel to Dumbo. It's not even, it's not even the first half. It's, like, is it the first, like, 20 minutes? It's, like, the first 25 yeah. minutes, and then it's everything else is different. actually maybe one of the most different live action adaptations. Was it good? Yeah. It's, 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 it's well, fine. I thought, it, was I thought okay. it was fine. It's worth a watch. It's worth it's a watch. Th- it's definitely the most different, maybe. What's interesting is now, now kind of thinking about this, thinking about the timeline of, of the, in a year we've only had three after a year of having none. Yeah, like oh. it's three too many. But what, we, what I've what I've noticed is, you know, people talk about Star Wars fatigue, Marvel fatigue, whatever. Uh, we the moment these films started, we had Disney remake fatigue. I'm not fatigued. I'm mad. It's just not good. Yeah. It's just not good. Like, fine, remake it. Great, do it. I don't care. But do something interesting, which none of them. Yes, of them I'm not, not tired. Them are doing. Uh, you were right, Guy Ritchie is a good. Yeah, is great a choice. Good, good choice. For John Aladdin. Favreau, I he did okay with Jungle Book. Great, but I'm telling you, the direct the do reason you know? why all the acting was bad in that film was because he was directed bad. James Earl Jones knows how to act. I don't care if he's 80. He yeah. knows how to yeah, do 100%. it. Like, and they're they're confined to like they can't be too expressive. Uh, well, even then, yeah. But here's the thing. That was also an active choice by the animators, which we know. But oh, yeah. uh, we were talking, I was talking to my professor about, because um, he worked on uh, Atlantis, and the actress who played Kida was emotionless. She was pissed off. The most Lost of Empire? Yeah. Okay. yeah. The, the old one? Yeah. Okay. Go. So she was pissed off most of the time. 
like sh- the actress they had on, I forget her name. She, they were not happy with her voice acting, but they didn't have a choice. They're like, this is it. We have no choice. So they brought on like, hey, guys, these animators were, were directed like, hey, you need to bring figure this out, figure out the life and so, to, to this character because the voice acting is pretty bad. Got to make it work. You make it work. And like this, that's why it's, it's a it's a two part decision. It's we chose for these actors to act emotionless mm-hmm. and we also chose to animate them. Ima- yeah, emotionless. That, but that's just that type of art. Unless is, they're Timon and Pumbaa. Yeah. Which even well, that kind of art, you know, that kind of artistic integrity is lost in in just Disney in general yeah. for the most part. Yeah. Um, the, very few t- times where like Frozen was kind of like shat out after they decided that the ending was going to be different. Uh, uh, the whole antagonist of the film would be different. Yeah. Uh, Guy, you know, again, I was trying to say with Guy Ritchie, like Guy Ritchie had to push out Aladdin. He wasn't able to, you know, make Aladdin. He was like, hey, I want, uh, can I do Aladdin? Sure, I got to re- meet this date. Mm-hmm. And there you go. I don't have a problem with them having deadlines necessarily because I think some of these directors, as we saw with the other director you were mentioning earlier, camp. they take too long. And I don't, I don't People blame need them. People need deadlines. Uh, yeah. They do. And I think directors, I, and I'll say this with the amount, most amount of fondness, Guillermo del Toro is also one of them. He's, oh, you know, yeah. those people, oh, yeah. they need deadlines. And I don't blame the studio for being like, hey, we need this time. But I don't know. I, I, I think that it's a, it's a directorial choice. I think that it's a studio choice. And also... Disney needs to hang out with each other. They, they don't, <laughs> Disney live action, their studio needed to sit down with the animators and be like, what did you guys do? What what were these key moments? Because, again, the sort, they had the source material. They missed so many emotional marks in that movie. Mm-hmm. So many emotional pivotal scenes. The stampede scene, Why did, I would have rather them just do it shot for shot. They didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have a feeling that we're on the right side of history but the wrong side of current. Because yes. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't get the sense that a lot of people outside of like our our kind of circle, mm-hmm. or the Casey Casuals, as Ben would put it, are they're not turned off by this stuff. Everyone uh, at, oh, my, at my job, Joe, I, those are the Joes in Kansas. I Everyone respect, at my job yeah. was asking they'll, they'll me. They'll watch it no matter what. Yeah. I I respect uh, who I'm about to bring up, which is uh, Riley Sloan, co-host on the Downright Nerdy podcast. I respect her. I value her if she's listening to this. I hope you know that. But she's very much, when she comes to these things, she doesn't want it to be different at all. She wants exactly the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Just translated which, again. Which, it's fine. That's her prerogative. That's what she likes because there is, um, I was listening to other people or just going through my Facebook page right after Lion King came out. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh my God, I got chills. That was so good. And same. other people yeah. will talk about how yeah. great um, the Lion King was. And I'm sitting here wanting to fight back I'm like I can't this is if they like it that's Some fine people I want take off the I want it's, like, it's, like, it's like Ryan's reaction to Milan when when you know when initially the, yeah the initial reaction to Milan like yeah. uh it is going to be different than the animated film mm-hmm. and I was mm-hmm. saying that's a good thing mm-hmm. but initially you were you were like no I want the songs well yeah, the things. yeah absolutely and yeah. then and then I realized like actually no give me something different because like we after have, Lion King I'm like no we have the the animated films the yeah. animated films are there yeah, yeah. why but, remake something if you're well, not going to do something different like I'm in the camp of letting people like things that mm-hmm. that's fine and in regards to Riley and in regards to everyone else that they're like yes I want to see the same thing I saw X many years ago if you like it, that's fine. Good for you. But for me, Lion King was just disappointing because, like you said, Jen, there was no emotion. Nothing. My The scene I hate the most is the scene you mentioned earlier when Scar kills Mufasa. I hate that scene. I hate that just as much or more than I hate the Be Prepared scene. I mm-hmm. freaking hate it. It's god-awful. That sucks. Yeah. Um, oh, you mean slam poetry, Scar? I hate yeah, it. Thank you for I saying it. Yeah. So I love it. God damn. I hate it so goddamn much. Be Ugh. prepared. Don't be ensnared. One of the biggest problems... Let me problems say be prepared five times in a row slightly differently, but not that and different. And have the Heinz <laughs> in the background, yeah. One of the biggest problems, and I I think this is an underlining problem with them doing remakes, period, is that there's no 
respect for the original medium. You are deciding that, oh, I need to remake this and make it better. No, don't remake it, make it better. The, 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 the 2D animated films are still good. You're acting, think about it this way. If there was a live action movie of Lion King already, would they remake it as a 2D film now? No. No, they never would. Regardless of Disney not having a 2D department anymore, they would never do it. Absolutely not. So there's a lack of respect. You automatically think, oh, I want to remake this. Let's make it better. It's You don't respect the medium. You don't respect the movie. You don't respect the original content. You're, you're people, t- people think live action is better. Yes. Like that's not a, it, it's not a thing at and all. And it stems back to what I brought up the last time I was on, which is that animation is film. Regardless. It's not just, it's, it's, a, it's not, oh, guys. It's not a genre. <laughs> it's yeah. not a genre. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, a, it's a medium, yes. right? And it's, it should be treated and respected just yeah, as much I, I was as in an, these I was other a, movies. I was in an argument with a guy on, on Twitter who was like very much against like there are, the original animated films are perfect and every single time you're making every ma- every make it's going to be bad mm-hmm. uh you know trying to share examples like have you seen these films like no i've never seen any of them because i hate them and blah, oh blah. is that the one i was involved yeah. in yeah yeah um oh. you guys got in a fight and no. i wasn't there yeah you might have been more on his side i think on this one well, may- maybe uh but he w- but he was but he was just kind of uh talking about how uh it's perfect the original is perfect because it's animated Whereas th- that's not necessarily the case. D- adapting an anime feature to a live-action feature is just the same as adapting a comic book to a live-action feature, is ta- adapting a book from a live-action feature. Medium to medium. Medium yeah. to medium is an adaptation no matter what it is, no matter what the medium. Just like Jen, Jen said, it's not a genre, it's a medium. Mm-hmm. It is just another avenue for films to be made. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've, I've noticed that mm-hmm. the o- yeah, this, like we all know these, uh, these remakes are made for money, uh, because there is no other money going to Disney Studios. Disney Studios has no proper film revenue coming in because all of their original films, like Nutcracker and the Four Realms, Wrinkle in Time, uh, which is uh, arguably both based on something, but still like original new IP. Artemis Fowl delayed a year. Artemis Fowl delayed a year. The BFG. The, the BFG is a good, really good example. Like These films all bomb. Every single one of them bomb. But these remakes don't. Guaranteed money. W- and that's and again, it's double-edged sword because like businesses have to make money. They're not going to keep pumping out things that don't make money, so they have to make money. And it's unfortunate that quality and creative quality sometimes let's go to the wayside to do that. I would yeah. feel bad for them if they weren't if making Disney? money yes. everywhere else. Yes. So yeah. I don't feel bad. Yeah. They own all of Burbank. I'm yeah. not just, gonna I'm just not stop gonna making s- movies for a little while. I'm not gonna yeah. sit here and say, "Oh, Disney needs to make money." No, it's bullshit. No, yeah, yeah. Like they <laughs> oh, make absolutely, money, but that's the reason why they do it. Like they have they have rev- they have a steady revenue stream coming from animation. Uh, Business. Be- I'll, I'll just merchandise out the ass. Everything. Merchandise Everything. Star Wars, Lucas Marvel, Film, Marvel, Parks. all the parks, all revenue coming in except for Disney Studios. Yeah. And Here's the thing. If I were, if I were, if I were owning Disney, if you were Jonathan Disney, if I were Jonathan Disney, Bob Iger, um, I, yeah, President if I were Bob, Bob Iger, I wouldn't want to be here. 2024. Um, I would say, okay, I'm making a shit ton of money everywhere else. Let me change the medium. Let me do the spider verses. Let me do the movies that change stories. I was asking one of our professors who works at Disney. I said, what are the chances of getting, you know, a queer character in a Disney movie? He goes, Disney won't do it. They'll wait for someone else to do it first. They'll wait for it to succeed. Then they'll do it. And I said, well, what about, you know, uh, like a, I don't know. I don't, this is more representation in general in their animated, in animated films only, right? Yeah. They won't do it. They won't take risks. They won't do it because they're so afraid of losing money, which in reality, they're not losing money. Yeah, you put money into stuff, but you have it in droves. Disney's not going anywhere. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. 
Um, that's that's a re- that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, Disney Studios, uh, Bob Iger specifically is more is more concerned with establishing and keeping the brand, like the quote unquote brand. He only cares about the brand, and af- anything that goes against that brand. This is what I was worried about when they bought Fox. Anything that goes against that brand cannot exist. What yeah. did he say about Taika the other day? He said some oh. shit about Taika. Oh, um, the the, oh, the Jojo, Jojo Rabbit. Rabbit. How he's like, oh, it's, it's against our, you know, our, our core uh, audience. I go, who the fuck are you? Buying yeah. Fox, yeah. buying Fox, and buying Fox Searchlight should have been should have been the way to be like, okay, we can expand the brand a little. Because and that scares me because these people own forty percent of the of the the box office. Yeah. Which is like that means we're never gonna get a queer character in a movie like this. We're never going to get a, a black lead. We're never going to get, you know, a trans lead. We're never going to get these characters. And that's just because it's against their core audience. Yeah. That's crap. Explore uh, I will, in animation for sure, I will definitely say like, the MCU is slowly, slowly getting better and better about mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but definitely animation like... But I think there was a there was a sense of we had to wait until... until of course, all look at all the Avengers. They're all white. Yeah. Like, yeah. You, had to, you had to make your and trillion hold, dollars. Hold on. Hulk's green. Sorry, my bad. Sorry, green people. My the bad. thing is, is that that's that's exactly it, right? They had to make the groundwork built off white people. Yeah, that's a shame. And then they had to bring it, which is, I'm sorry, like you have li- Frozen, such little faith. Frozen is based off off of a myth of not white people. I mean, most of their stuff is th- it's the same. Yeah, yeah. Well, but this Frozen came out after Princess and the Frog. Yeah, but which because Princess Princess and the Frog did not do well, they were like, okay. Never mind. Okay, but Disney Disney did this on purpose. Disney, um, this is a conspiracy theory. Yeah. <laughs> but Disney. Put on your, did they send it to your, die? Put hats? on your full hats. Um, they, yeah, they sent it to die with Treasure Planet. They they didn't market it. They didn't care about it. They didn't want to. They didn't want to advertise it. They didn't. They didn't want it to succeed. It had some of the best animation. It was really good. Really well done. Glenn Keane worked on it. Like this beautiful, was beautiful animation. animation. Great story. It was a great movie. And they set it out to die, and they wanted it too, so that they could kill their two D department. That's a shame, man. It really well, is. They, I feel like they they tried to make such a big deal, like, oh look, it's another two D Disney movie. But like, after the initial well, because wave, marketing, because the marketing team that they had on was probably like, yeah, look, two D yeah. animation. And then like that was that was the pull for me for Princess of Frog was like, because I was kind of getting weird, like, yeah, I, the three D stuff is cool, but this is more like Pixar. That's Pixar's thing. I want Disney to go back to classic two D, like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Lion King. And then here comes in 2009. Here comes Princess and the Frog, and I'm like, I'm like, yes, I am going. That this is great. Give me classic 2D Disney. I'm a Disneyland Princess and the Frog Tangled everywhere went, in Tangled New Orleans. Was, was initially when Tangled was start started production, it was 2D animated. Yeah, yeah. And, and then, then Tangled comes out. It's like it's back to 3D. I was like, damn it. Tangled not saying that's my a, favorite Disney. Movie no, no, no. Not saying that's a bad thing. Tangle. Hey, Tangle's great. I love that movie. Hey, Tangled. Uh, we owe a lot of. A lot to Tangled. Tangled saved, Tangled's so theoretically good. saved the animations Disney Animation Studio. Yeah, t- Tangled's so, great, but I, I was looking forward to more stuff from Prince. No, you're Frog, absolutely Prince right. You're absolutely right. And and to be fair, Glenn Keane, you know the original pitch of Tangled was ten years in production. It was originally supposed to be two D. Glenn Keane was not doing anything. He was just kind of shooting the shit and drawing some drawings and not getting it done. And every time the studio checked in with him, hey, well, how's Tangled going? How's Rapunzel going? It wasn't going. And so they eventually had to, <laughs> more conspiracy theories. <laughs> they had to take it away from him, ultimately, and due to issues, health issues. Um, and they gave oh, did it. Disney kill him? They gave it to someone else. <laughs> no, he's still alive. Uh, they gave it to Are someone else. Are we sure? Else. Have anyone, has anyone seen him? Has anyone checked in on Glenn Keaton? <laughs> um, no. And they gave it to someone else. And they, uh, was it Don Hahn? 
No, 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 no. It was the guy who did. He's one of my favorite guys. Um, he did Zootopia. Mm. Howard, Ben Howard. No, Ben. Howard. Ooh, Zootopia's good. Zootopia's great. Again, good story. Good. See, and this this live don't. action remake of Zootopia. This Blah. no, <laughs> shut shut your mouth. Don't don't will Bob it. Bob Iger's listening. <laughs> Um, Man, if he listened not. to the show, imagine. God, uh, I would not have a job. <laughs> <laughs> um, I probably wouldn't either. Yeah, exactly. Um, Sparks Witty is not associated with Disney. Not at all. See, not at and all. Th- this is why it would it would it wouldn't hurt me as much as if they decided to make a 3D animated movie of Lion King, um, with just 3D animated characters. It would be fine. I wouldn't mind if it was like Tangled or like Zootopia. I wouldn't mind. It would be a different medium. It'd be a different way of looking at it, and it's that's not bad. Three Below has a queer character. Three Below. The DreamWorks Animated Series. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, I'm here for it. DreamWorks like Animation d- dropping the dropping the ball. There you go. What? No, you mean no? It's not no, they're picking the ball up. They're picking the ball up, and they're they're doing great things with the ball. There you go. They're making dunks. <laughs> my, I guess my biggest thing is just it's a snail pace, and you got to get you well, got to yeah, just so get yeah. used yeah, to yeah, it. DreamWorks. So I don't know if you watch Voltron. Yes. Okay, so I I've not seen the last season of Voltron yet, mm-hmm. uh, so don't spoil it. But Voltron is my favorite show right now. It it filled the void that was left by Battlestar Galactica. And uh, there was a lot of push for Shiro Mm -hmm. to be queer, which they were able to do, Mm -hmm. but they were very vocal about the fact that this is as far as we could go. Yeah. Like, DreamWorks would not let us go further. Same thing for Nickelodeon with uh, Avatar with Korra. Yeah. Korra, they could never put it in the actual show. Yeah. And so when they did the comics, which were also technically attached to Nickelodeon, but not not on on TV, Mm -hmm. they were able to do it. So, so like, there's a lot of, like, things where, where, where DreamWorks... Um, you kind of see like three below is like the next step in that they got yeah. they were able to go further mm-hmm. than they were with Voltron. So like it, it's it's, it's happening, it's but happening but very slow. Mm-hmm. Disney animation snuck in queer characters in the background of Star vs. the Forces of Evil. I caught that. Them. Yeah, they totally well, did. Okay, here here's here's where and I'm I, I, I'm hesitant to. Bring I mean, which this isn't movie up. which isn't Disney animation, but I'm sure. hesitant to bring it up. But Game or uh, Game of Thrones, <laughs> it's just as bad. Um, yeah. Endgame when they brought up gay Joe Russo. That's oh that yeah. I don't even stupid, no yeah no I know. like yeah. see and that's that's what upsets me yeah. is because Disney gets to have the articles oh we had a gay character with the first gay character and blah 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 what's blah. his name oh he's just random guy number he's three he's literally in it for two seconds yeah. and you that's see to me that's insulting that's insulting that's rude and insulting and you're insinuating that you give you've given us a character that's actually representational but they're not Valkyrie came first yeah but it wasn't confirmed the time it was confirmed was it in yes the movie? it was not no, in movie. not in movie what what they said was that she that like the furthering of the sequence because there was supposed to be more to that sequence of her flashback mm-hmm. would have shown again but they it but they cut there. it but they <laughs> cut it but they did say when the movie was coming out like she is a bisexual character and now they've 100 percent gone put your money where your mouth up. is though well that's what they're doing now now yeah. no i agree <laughs> but they i agree again, but they need to wait they needed to wait well, they shouldn't so have waited stupid. but the studios <laughs> made them wait why are you guys afraid of gay people like why are you guys uh, so I, hey man, there's no, people. Oh, so I so, so like, devil's advocate to to all of this, which isn't. How do we get so Disney Disney because this was about everything. So <laughs> Disney Disney animation went through a whole thing uh, for a long time where they couldn't get anything to land. This was during the Home on the Range and Chicken Little and oh. even Atlantis oh. and Lilo Lilo Stitch was like their only one that this, was a success. Huh? Lilo and Stitch was the only success that they had in that period, right? And that, they had that, Sanders behind it. Yeah, in that period, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and and so like they 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 got really afraid of of tanking like that again once they found new success with the entire company, and that's part of what I think drives a lot of these these choices is that they just don't want that to happen again yeah which well, yeah. i'm not saying justifies it or is right i do think that's where it's coming from i do think that the another problem of this 
is that we uh, overall as audiences symptomatically have an issue of taking things as this is an exaggeration on the it's either really good or it's really bad and there's no in between Mm -hmm. and this is the same thing that that Disney's not dumb they understand that that's an audience logic Mm -hmm. and this is we're just as guilty not me we're not as guilty as Disney but there is a guilty factor on the audience for being things like when Black Panther happened a lot of headlines going this is a risky move in all black cast and if you have an audience that's writing headlines and saying things like that then yeah they're not going to want to take so many risks if if they're hearing an audience that's saying this is risky Mm-hmm. That's oh, sure. you're you're feeding a market, and if the market is saying we want the same, we want this, then yeah. th- of course the biggest company is going to be feeding that more often oh, than uh, anything absolutely. else. Uh, under under Bob Iger, like he Bob Iger was able to turn around the animation department for sure, but wasn't able to turn around Disney Studios. Disney Studios was tr- struggling in that section also, and yeah. continued to tr- struggle after uh, yeah. Disney animation started. Like John Carter was a problem they will for them, and R.I.P. Um, John Connor, John, uh, John, John Carter, Connor. yeah, John Carter, which they uh, called a flop before it had even yeah. actually flopped, yeah. and uh, didn't put any marketing money into. Lack of faith. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Surprising that that didn't yeah. do well. Yeah, so like this goes back. So what I'm saying about Treasure Planes, the same thing. Lack of faith. They don't put the. They don't not investment. They're not investing. They don't want these things to succeed. Yeah. They want to so have an excuse. It's you want to go back to all the way, all the way to John Car- John Carter. Like this has been a problem that Disney has had for years. Yeah. This is not a new problem. We're just now seeing it because Disney Studios is finally having success, but in the way that we didn't want them to have success. This yeah. is a good point. Go back to go back to the Marvel bit about why they haven't had a female superhero movie for X amount of years it was because Catwoman tanked. Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's why one bad movie and all of women are horrible. That's what we're going with. Yeah, yeah. Like, we that's often talk about studios learning the wrong lesson. Well, and all the I, way up, and all the way up until MCU's Phase Three, Ike Perlmutter had a lot of control and said, "Well, you know, female heroes don't sell action figures." Which, yeah. oh my god, and again, because he was an, he was a '90s toy guy, and again, that's why Young Justice got canceled. So like same stuff with Green like Lantern too. same Green stuff Lantern. like that. It's like you're so close-minded, and that's and I guess it goes back to like people our age getting into the industry and like getting in and elbowing our way in, but like. I think about that and my the people I go to school with right now who are hopefully will you know get into the world of animation and actually work there. I'm hoping that that will change. I'm hoping that will come in, and that's what my my professor says because he like I said he works at Disney. He said, you know, it's gonna take you guys. It's not gonna be these yeah. old, it's not gonna be these old timers. It's gonna be people who are actually, you know, want who are who are these people right well who i are? look at uh shows like like adventure time steven universe uh-huh. like TV that, shows are excellent like those group like star like, the, the like our Evil, generation honestly. are now making cartoons yeah. that reflect the, like what we want so yeah. there is more representation yep. and stuff like that so Sorry. it's unfortunate that like it's almost the same thing with politics like yep. not to get yep. to that but like oh, no. all the old people with their ways need to go so we can enforce the there's new a reason why we like aoc yes. like come on hell yeah yeah like Stuff like that in TV's TV shows Trigger are warning for people. <laughs> yeah. TV shows are doing spectacular. Yeah, right. Representation, just all around good storytelling too. That's the thing. They think they have to sacrifice things by by quote unquote pandering. You're not pandering if it's just you're representing the human. Yeah, they're race. not pandering. Those people exist. Yeah, the people exist. We exist. And I'm sorry, our generation. There's more of us out there. Yeah. Like. 100%. How do we get on this topic? It's, Lion it's, King was trash. I mean, it's that <laughs> it, it's that Disney has so many eye, like all the eyes on it. Frankly, yeah. it's yeah. they got to meet all four it's quadrants. Got all the eyes yeah. on it, and so they know that there are that that yes, there's an audience that will say yes, we love this. They also know there's an audience that's going to say we hate this once they yeah. do it. Yeah, which and they're hesitant horrible. to pull that. On they're hesitant louder. to pull that trigger. Yeah. They're hesitant to because pull they the know that the audience it. that is going to say no, we don't want that yeah. is still going to go to like, a Star Wars or a Marvel. Uh, they're still well. They're still going to be real. And again, vocal. I think yeah. I think 
Eternals. Let's be honest, some of that audience is the people who didn't like Star well, Wars and aren't of, going to go well, to but it. It's, what I was talking about is like, you know, R- Ryan, you talk about the four quadrants. Yes, all their movies hit the four quadrants, but not only that, but they have different, they have every audience. Yeah. Mm. They have every audience going to see every type of film. Every single every single audience you could think of, every mm-hmm. single quadrant that you could think of, ha- Disney has a movie for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's only because they own all of it, though. Right. Yeah. Like arguably, but they but they need to be but they Uh they don't want to lose that. They don't. So they need to be as safe as they can. Which is surprising to me. Which is probably why Bob Bob Iger doesn't like Kathleen Kennedy, (laughs) because Kathleen Kennedy wants to do different things. She loves taking risks. Yeah. She loves taking risks. But Bob Iger doesn't. Which is probably why Kevin Feige. Look, Kevin Feige is a really good producer, uh, but he is a safe producer, Mm -hmm. especially when that brand was solidified. Yeah. That's uh, why I'm thinking now, like real quick, uh, just while we're on topic of representation stuff, I do think Eternals is going to be a big, a big check because one, I think a lot of people will see that because every single person on that cast is diverse, yeah. and the main character is gay. Yeah. I think that is going to be a true actual test of like, guys, listen, people have always wanted this, and mm-hmm. I think Eternals is going to do big gangbusters numbers. Eternals, I'm looking forward to because a, it's another Marvel thing about it. Also, it's a Marvel movie. Yeah, well, it's a Marvel movie that about a group of characters. That Marvel I movies d- have an audience, yeah. a loyal audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's a Marvel, but it's also a lot like Captain Marvel. I was excited to see Captain Marvel. I didn't know jack shit about Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and even going back to the whole representation thing in cartoons like uh sparks you mentioned star vs. the force of evil mm-hmm. i absolutely love that show and yeah. i got to the scene where they where they had um two guys kissing at that concert or during that um what's that band called in the con- i forget uh, the name but yeah, yeah. I know what you're so they had that thing i saw like oh man that's great and then instantly i thought oh man they're gonna get a lot of shit for that aren't they because unfortunately not not too much honestly and that's the reason why they why they did it because star vs. the force of evil goes just under that radar enough yeah. which most is- of the audience for that show already okay with that yeah which thank god but you're right. We need to get these older older dudes out of the mm-hmm. thing of you're, power you're so talk- we can come in and do stuff. You're talking about a cartoon where one, the lead male character frequently disguises himself as a female. Oh, yeah. And that's a part <laughs> of the plot. Yeah. Princess Marco. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's, that's a part of the plot. And not only does it, but embraces it as a separate identity of himself. Yeah. yeah. I think all of this can actually tie back into Lion King. Or was it like they're, they didn't want to take a risk with the Lion King? No so let's risks. almost do the same thing. Oh, just make God. it look a little better. That's, yeah. that's the whole thing is yeah. that this, this could have been one of the greatest things if they'd done the other options mm-hmm. that weren't the same movie again. Yeah. Yeah. But where they were the same where it's where it is the same movie, it fails, and where it is a different movie, it's worse. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Because like <laughs> yeah. I said, even if it was a casual movie goer I'd never seen Lion King in my life, this is a bad movie. Yeah. It's a bad movie. It, it is yeah. a bad movie. Baby Pumba still is the best thing in that oh movie. Oh my yeah, god. Because, yeah. because Baby cute Pumba. animals will always get you exactly. to the <laughs> always. I never thought I wanted Baby Pumba to kill always. a frog. Always. Cute animals. Come on, what are you guys watching on like Facebook and Twitter? Cute Cat. animal videos. You're like, right. bruh. I'm watching cute dogs right I'm watching now. Kitchen exactly. Nightmares with Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> fighting with people on the internet, honestly. You got, that's, you got to get over that. Um, yeah, you really got to stop doing that. I don't do it anymore, yeah, I, I don't yes, fight. Yes, I send gifts. <laughs> every now and then I'll get into a bit on Twitter, but I'm just kind of like, will, eh. you, will you talk to me? No? Yeah. Okay, fuck you. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. yeah they're, like, I saw the, the Twitter thing you oh, almost you almost today. got into about that guy with uh, <laughs> yeah. um, with uh, in Inspireverse, where that one dude on Twitter was saying how Inspireverse wasn't that good. Oh, and I was like, "This is yeah, not all, even. All, this all, is all, not even an argument. You yeah. just want attention. Yeah. We're not even gonna do no, this." No, no, yeah, I saw that. I was like, if, "No, that dude just wanted attention." No stuff. I, I see shit like that about yeah. like Spider Verse, or it's like, or even when I see people talk positive about things that I don't like, like for example, Lion King. I want to talk to him, but then I was like, "No, I'm gonna, this is gonna turn into a shouting match. I'm not so, gonna do it. Let people like this." Good example of that when Tuca and Birdie got canceled off Netflix. Uh, yeah, I, I was checking into like some of the tweets, about, especially from the creator, um, Lisa. I forget her last name. She's phenomenal. But there was a tweet that she tweeted. I was just like, 
guys i love to convert this was this was me you know i'm really happy that i actually got to do the season you know hopefully i'll see you guys again someone again angry people just for the sake of being angry he subtweeted every single tweet that was attached to that tweet saying how stupid the people were from being mad about it ending how it was like feminist propaganda how it was Lisa all this Hannah Walt. thank you thank you um but you know people for the sake of being mad just to be mad it's the same reason and i wanted to bring this up earlier the same reason people were mad about star wars being a female lead feminist propaganda or all this it's like oh yeah. my god are you just small? Uh, you were born yesterday it's <laughs> it was the captain marvel argument yeah. i think it's it's because it's a girl <laughs> like you guys are you guys are scared that there's a it's lady the on the screen it's the captain marvel deleted same scene. with wonder woman yeah like it's it, the captain marvel deleted scene where she mad. like punches the dude you're and, yeah. mad because a woman stood up for herself you're uh, mad because iron man had done the same thing nobody would have funny it would have been funny yeah like i'm sorry and that's and to be honest that scene was great because that's shit we do with as a female, every single fucking day. So, yeah. like, the idea that I they were proud. mad about that. I am I, I am proud to own Captain Marvel. I think the movie's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, speaking you know, of, it's not awesome, Lion King. <laughs> yeah. I bought yeah. Avengers Endgame, uh, and I was able to give me enough Disney movie points to finally buy the original Iron Man Blu-ray. Nice. So now Yay. I have all the Marvel movies on Blu-ray. Congrats. Johnny Favs, what did you, what did you do? Now you I know, I they just re-released Iron Man on 4K. On 4K yeah, but it's like 35 bucks. <laughs> and we don't have 4K TVs. I'm not spending 35 bucks on something. I'm just saying. Yeah. It cost me, fr- it was free for this. Free versus 35, I agree. Uh, so what's the next uh, live action Disney movie? Uh, is, is it Mulan? Me taking it's, a nap. Well, Malefic- <laughs> Maleficent 2 Sorry, and then Mistress Mulan. Of Which Evil. looks good. It comes out on my birthday. Oh. That looks really good, though. Like, I'm nice. going to be real. Like, that's some, again, a take on something that's different. It's unique. It's, it's, it's interesting. Totally, yeah. It's totally its own. And you get a heavy hitter, yeah. right? Angelina Jolie will bring people to the, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, that's yeah. how it works. So, it's, so. Yeah. so it, it is right now, it is Maleficent, Mistress of Evil. It's just next. It's in October. Then Lady and the Tramp will be in November. It's launching on Disney+. Plus. Damn, that's coming out in November. Yeah. I'm not judging till I know if they're actually animated talking or if they're homeward bounding it. If they're homeward bounding it, that totally changes it's how I feel about that movie. It's 2019. They won't do that. They could. I, they won't, though. It's Disney+. Plus. Why would they spend that much money to do, like, Dr. Doolittle-level animation? Because they can't. Well, they thought dogs had to be CG because they got in a lot of trouble with homeward bound because that was abuse of animals. <laughs> no, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, the fact that people are talking, but the yeah. animals' mouths are not moving. They, and did, you get it that that that's they did it with that movie with the, you saw with <clears> the dog. Um, uh, the Art of the Race in the, the Rain. Of, those types that of one. films. The Art of Racing so in the Rain. It could be that kind yeah. of film, which would be great. It'd yeah. be really fun. Do they need to do it? No, <laughs> no, they don't. But I'm, I'm more okay with it. Yeah. Look, look luckily, Lady really, and Tramp's on Disney Plus, so it's like Lady and Tramp and Mandalorian, easy choice. And I can also just ignore it. And yeah. then Mulan and Cruella are next year. Cruella? Right, Cruella's happening with Emma Stone. That's actually Cruella. happening. Yeah. Wait, she's playing Cruella? Yeah. They still haven't given Cruella an official what? release date, correct? According to this, the release date is December twenty-third. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's happening for sure. <laughs> Gotta meet that release date. Uh, obviously, a lot more is about to be said in a week. So, about yeah. what they're doing. Oh, absolutely. Oh but I think that was really loud. Sorry. Uh, I think em. like why, uh, where, where really is there to go with the live actions after this? Yes, there's Little Mermaid coming, but listen, my uh, favorite. Like, really, like what, really what, what if the Hercules is my thing? No, but what, what if like the <laughs> big oh, that classics? Makes so much sense. For Hercules you? is Hercules is awesome. Hercules is beloved. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. But what of the big classics do you have to hit now? Yeah. They've they've they're kind done. of blown it. Yeah, it's done. done. Hercules didn't do well though. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like so I don't won. mind I don't mind live action reinterpretations of things like Hercules or uh Ta- Pete's Dragon. Uh, yes, I liked Pete's Dragon. Yeah. Uh especially because like it's it's yes, it's the same movie, but like m- just modernizing that changes that movie. Yeah. Um Treasure Planet. Yeah. I would watch 
a reimagination of Treasure Planet because I think there's so much you can do with it. So much money. You want to do high budget Treasure Planet? Two hundred fifty million dollars. Yeah, I'm into that. I would. There's a a meme that's been going around. It's like, hey Disney, don't stop doing the classics or the the with Steve with Steve as the main kid with Steve as the main kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, I'm really into that. Yeah. Steve from Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yo, man, both Treasure Planet and Atlantis are dope. I love Steve. Yeah. And they're both those movies. And both of them are underappreciated. Yeah. Like you want to take the underappreciated Disney animated films and reimagine them and re-envision them. I'm more for that. That's at this the meme. point. That's what I'll I'm talking admit, about. People I'm are actually, saying. I'm actually really into Little Mermaid just because I have a fascination with how they're going to do movies. Like I had the same fascination going into Aquaman. Aquaman uh, movies that take place so much underwater. You know why none of these movies are good? There's no Godzilla in them. You're right. There should be Godzilla in these movies. Little Mermaid. Listen, I, there's a trailer that has but that puts Godzilla in Endgame. Would that help? Yeah. Holy I've shit, that it. thing was awesome. It was yeah. pretty yeah. sweet, right? Yeah. Godzilla fight that. You know what was, was the great. best? The, the best one though is what? Thomas the Train Engine. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming down, <laughs> breaking the atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't say that. They had they had Atlantis in the Godzilla movie. Well, they've been there. So there's it's buzz not that Atlantis. It's Seatopia. It's Seatopia. There's buzz that Lilo and Stitch is going to get a live action. No. Can we not? That's, again, that's again. the one where I'm there's like, buzz please. of that. Um, but there's and there's small buzz about Hercules, but they're more focused mm-hmm. on the Broadway musical mm-hmm. that's coming. And frankly, I'm very curious how that musical is going to go because if they cast Hercules black for that Ooh. Broadway musical, yeah. we might get. Black Hercules in the live action film. I, I know we don't want these Black live Hercules. action things. I thought you were fanning yourself. Because I'm just like, so well. hot. No, I love Hercules. <laughs> I immediately, like, sorry I said that. Of all the live action movies that, that we're getting them all no matter what, right? Yeah. For me, Hercules makes the most sense because that movie's about marketing and it's about turning something into a hero and what is more apparent than marketing and superheroes in our generation. Yeah. I think they can actually do something really cool with that movie. I think so too. They probably won't. I, I think that just like the Broadway musical, I think if you're going to make that far more focused on like theming with the gospel stuff tied to it and and tell this like vast and imaginative uh story combined with that music then cool and if the live action movie was going to be made of that i i'm not as against that as i am about what about some of the other things they've already done what about blurkules where are you going with this he's trying to do like black dracula but well, i said i said blackules and nobody responded to that so, so blurkules blurkules is the oh, next okay. one so like blackula i i mean you'd still just call it hercules brandon yeah. just because he's black we don't have to change the name of it we're we're past the 80s what about um was it the 80s <laughs> sounds like 70s it's black more like 70s, but yeah who's playing uh, who's playing little mermaid ariel Halle, uh, Halle not Halle berry uh, Haley bailey Haley bailey yeah she looks great uh she no, sings really well. Yeah, no, I have seen it. her sing. <laughs> yeah. Just stop there. Did you see that Angerus was in Godzilla King of the Monsters? I thought that was not true. That was no, his, it's not officially, but there is a skeleton of an Angerus-like monster in Cetopia. Whatever. All right. Whatever. Big cool tale. Whatever. Too long didn't read. Lion King sucks. <laughs> 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 um, such a bummer. Every, it like, is. I, I, no, never, made, I never wanted to live in this you know world. What? I, you that's know why, what? That's why I started steering towards like talking about everything Disney yeah. related because I didn't want to talk about Lion King it anymore. It makes me upset. It doesn't ever, and I'll say this to the people who did like Lion King, which is fine, it doesn't ever take away that the, the 2D one exists. Mm-hmm. It's still amazing. Oh, yeah. Is it getting the respect it deserves? No, but it still exists. I could still watch it whenever I want. Credit the original creators. Yeah. Just like you would credit the author of a book. Yeah. Well, here's the problem. They don't even cre- they don't even give them the, the 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 due that they deserve when they make those movies. So why would they do it when they're right. not directly the pro- effect, like actually the, in it? Yeah, that's true. And also like where where do you draw the line? Yeah. You know, because there's so many people 
to thank for a film. It's not like thanking an author of a book. Mm-hmm. There are so many people Hundreds you have to people thank and give credit for yeah. for the film that they originally made. Where do you like? Do you have two sets of credits? Like, where do you draw the line on? Like who who gets thanked at and least, who doesn't? To be honest, at least the story department, at least the directors, at least the production designers. For you're, sure, you're you know pinpoint what you're using. Are you using the color palettes? Are you using the shots? Are you using the same same tonal direction? Then yeah, you need to credit those people. When they do movies like the Fast and the Furious films, and oh my the, god, the current the current writers aren't the f- writers of the first film, but they always say based on characters by that original writer. Sure, do those people get royalties for the for the sequel movies? If that is the case, then that's how you do it. I imagine Fast and Furious does. So I think I think part of the thing is that part of the problem is most other remakes when they get made, um, they're they're crediting like that original scriptwriter, but like everything else is kind of being re envisioned from top down. But with things like The Lion King, it's basically the same thing, yeah. even down to the script. And when oh nobody's getting the credit and you're hitting so many of those same lines, it's out of control. Yeah. Because then then you're not who wrote the script? Who copied and pasted the right, script? Right, that's basically exactly. stealing. Like, why, you know, like, yeah. who is who's, the, who's who getting actually wrote the, Who actually dollar wrote the script stealing. for Lion King? Can you look that up? A lion. Um, the original yeah, or the I got new it. one? The I'm original. On oh, I don't know. William Shakespeare? Oh, God, you're funny. I know, I try. Yeah, ha, 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 I get ha. It. Uh, and again, if you really want to talk about Disney, oh, I shouldn't be talking about Disney. That's why we're here. I want to get hired by Disney eventually. Hey, man. Same. I want, I. I breathe Marvel Comics, I which mean, is now they, Disney. So they did Kimba. Screenplay. They took it from Kimba. Scre- yes. So really, yes. screenplay is by Irene Mechie, John- Jonathan Roberts, and Linda Wolverton. Hmm. That's the screenplay for the original Lion King. Can you look at what else Irene's done? Irene. Yes, I can. Thank you. Irene. Oh, this is how. This is Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, uh, and Fantasia 2000. My brave. girl. And brave. Alrighty. Hercules. Oh no no no! Was it Brave? Yes. Yeah yeah yeah. Brave yeah. as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Probably the original hero. Brave. Yeah, she Probably also worked on the bow. Prince yeah. of Egypt, I believe. Hey. Somewhere in there. Prince of Egypt. Hey guys, you know the Road to El Dorado? That's yeah. a good movie. That's a dope movie. Also, a great movie. live action remake of the Road to El Dorado. I'm, I would only See, be okay with it if those guys. I would only be okay with that <laughs> if those guys were young enough to still do it, and they're not. Here's the thing. They're though. not. <laughs> Kevin Klein is too old. He made a movie about how he's too old. Go Every ahead. time these things come up, I still feel like, I, again, I feel like a cat being pet backwards. Like, I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. Why yeah. are you making these animated films into new movies? Can I tell movies? you what I'd rather like have? It. Animated sequel to The Road to El Dorado. There you go. Just do Take that right now. Take the money and put it into that. Yep. Netflix original DreamWorks. Yeah, do, do it. it. Yes, please, I, I watch so that. Stupid. Get more people to subscribe to Netflix. A lot of people would subscribe <laughs> to watch Road to El Dorado too. I well, watch. Okay. I freaking love Road to El Dorado. I mean, All shit, right. that's I, what happens when a barn and a road go on their own adventure. Right. I think... I think I've talked us to death. No, so I could shit on Lion King a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I could still go. <laughs> so why don't we why don't we move on? Hey, Lion King sucks. There we go. Uh, hey, you know what doesn't though? The Lion we, King. Can we be clear? I think we, Lion I think King we 2019 sucks. Every time people are saying Lion King sucks, it makes That's me the sad. Point. <laughs> <laughs> it makes They're me gonna cry. look up trigger words early. <laughs> Lion King sucks, can't watch it. I think uh I think we've solved the remake problem. We did it, guys. We solved it? I don't uh, know about that. Yeah, I think so. You know, they're <laughs> only made for money. Yep. And uh and contracts. The reason why they do that is just because they, they don't want to lose licensing. Oh, there's also I really wish we'd done this a week later so that we could talk about what, what they're inevitably going to announce at D23. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Uh, we'll have to do a uh, uh, next episode. Hey, Jen, you want to come back? Yeah, I'll come back. Sweet. All right. No, I actually decided I hate you guys. Oh, no. Damn, just a second. She doesn't want to talk wow. about Disney. She doesn't want to get on their shit list. I, to be <laughs> honest, I'm kind of scared. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, if we're any not more listeners. We are not. <laughs> if anybody at Disney listens to this, uh, we take back everything we said, and we <laughs> love jobs. Everything, yeah. everything is entirely my own opinion. 
<laughs> yeah, there you yeah. go. That's it. That's what they put on Twitters. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our book club. Heck yeah. I didn't read it. Hey, welcome to the Fake Nerd Comic Shop. Yeah, hi. Um, Do you have any books? Uh, Could you be a little bit more specific? Um, Anything readable? Time now for our book club. Jen had to step out for a moment because she hadn't read the book. Mm-hmm. But... Ben, yes, take it away. I will. So my book club this week is Venom, Volume 1, Rex, by Donnie Cakes, Ryan Stegman, J.P. Mayer, and Frank Martin. Those are the four names that are on the cover of the book. I don't know. I know Donnie Cakes wrote it and Ryan Stegman. Writer, artist, anchor, colorist. There we go. Yeah. So the reason why I chose this book is because I bought it at WonderCon because you three guys would not shut up about how good it was. And I think, yeah, I'll give it a shot, or at least how good Donnie Cakes' run of Venom uh, is. So I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And I have to say, I really dig it. Yes. I dig it a lot. Yeah. So, so yeah, you are you are the last person to have read this, which is fine, because we're here now, thank God. Uh, but thanks to Sparks, we read uh, God Country. And then God Country launched us into, <coughs> wow, Donny Case is a really good writer. Let's pick up everything he did. And then he did, uh, he did, Doc, so he did Doctor Strange. He did Venom. Uh, Venom? Did, we read Venom Thanos. Thanos. One of the thing, yeah. One of the things I was Cosmic actually- Ghost Rider. Yep. I was actually really happy that you were able that you picked this book uh, for a couple of reasons, obviously because Donny Cates is great, and you finally got a chance to read this book. But uh, you can read just this volume. Yeah. <coughs> oh yeah. Like it does set up a lot of what the run is going to be, but we uh-huh. haven't gotten into a lot of like the grander stuff yet. This is just six issues, yeah. and it completes a story. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And I really, I actually really like that as a book club that this could be because um, there's so many like if we did Birthright or Black Hammer, like those are setups for things. And, yeah. and oftentimes the Columbia story is the larger story. Um, where not everything is like a saga where you could just pick up six issues and that's mm-hmm. a complete story. And I think that's what this does really well. Yeah. And this is actually the first Venom book I ever owned. Mine too. Yeah, because, I mean, Venom, he was always that... I, I feel like growing up, especially when he was first introduced, Venom was always not uh, not reserved, obviously, but he a lot of the quote-unquote edgelords always went to Venom. Yes. Whereas, like, someone who goes Spider-Man, the kid who was always, like, the edgy, hard, more, quote-unquote, hardcore kid would always go to Venom mm-hmm. instead of going to Spider-Man. So... A lot of people were introduced to Venom from the 90s cartoon. Yeah. I mean, I was... Really good Venom. Yeah. That's how I was... I knew about Venom. I yeah. knew of Venom because of the cartoon and then all that other jazz. And, yeah, this is a really good book because, like Brandon says, it does tell a complete story. It ends in a way that makes me... Venom. Sets up Venom. Yeah, it sets up Venom. Oh, yeah. And also, it sets up the whole thing with uh, Noel, the god of symbiotes. Like, I love how the end of the first issue, you see this giant wyvern dragon thing flying mm-hmm. around. It, cre- and it it retcons, it retcons and builds off of Bendis. What Bendis did when he when Bendis is the only one who's ever tackled the origin of the symbiotes, um, and he. Uh, and he created a story about how they were actually good, and they're a noble race. They're a noble race, uh-huh. of, like healers, and and Venom was <clears> just uh, insane because of a reason that may or may not have been Deadpool's secret secret war, um, God. <laughs> where where the Venom symbiote was on uh, Ven- was on Deadpool, but. Uh, that didn't really go over very well with a lot of people. A lot of people didn't really like that. Bendis' Guardians run is a little hit and miss anyway. I wasn't. A, I. I liked what he was trying to do to actually add something to Venom, but yeah. it wasn't the direction I think he needed to go. Yeah. But without that, we wouldn't get this. Without that, which we is, wouldn't get this. And right. ex- which is where I was going with that, which is he says, no, the word Clintar means jail. It's cage. Yeah. It's, yeah. Ca- it's cage. Like they've, th- their planet <laughs> is a cage uh, for, the, for the symbiote god. It's not just, it's, 
So yeah, like when we first when we first learned about Clintar, we think it's the, the like the home of the symbiotes. It's a planet of symbiotes. Yeah. But we actually learn as it is a it is a living planet of billions and billions of symbiotes trying to keep Null uh, uh, captured. Yeah. It is a living, moving planet, almost like Ego, but it's not an actual planet. It's billions of living organisms. Yeah. That is the first time I saw that in this comic, and you like it keeps zooming out where it starts with all the symbiotes and zooms out, and you see it's the size of a planet. That is some truly cosmic awesome shit that Venom does not deserve. No. It and oh no. Donny Cates like is such a good writer. Like I care more about Venom than I've ever cared and like, I've read as a lot I, of Venom as I was yeah. reading this I'm like this is some crazy batshit comic book stuff and I am on board the for design all of it. for Null is awesome yeah. it's scary and and how it's he like was, a hardcore he was, Dracula he was the creator of the Necro Sword from Jason Aaron's uh, yeah. oh god uh-huh. uh, Thor, Thor like, the second I saw the Necro Sword I'm like oh that's a that's gonna be a thing he calls it God Slayer God Slayer and that comic this comic came out in, in 2018 he's referencing something from 2013 yeah so like it's just and, and I have that single issue yeah. so that mm, it's beautiful and also it, it's kind of funny because as like Noel says he forged the Necro Sword and that's it's why like the first symbiote, yeah. essentially. And th- that's how why it's the, it's the reason as to why symbiotes don't like fire yep. and they're weak to sound. He's, because the constant yeah. ringing <clears throat> of the metal on metal annoyed, um, hurt them. And also, they didn't the they never the like the, the heat in the forge. They never, that's yeah. how their weaknesses are fire and sound. So, Noel uh, uh, was here before everything else. He, was the, he, he lived in, in oblivion. He lived in the dark. And then the Celestials came and the Big Bang and all that stuff. And he's like, oh, all this bright shit sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I'm just going to, I, like I want to have everything be dark again. I like, because it's funny, because some of the Celestials I saw, I was like, hey, I saw those masks at Guardians of the Galaxy at Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Things. I mean, they've also been there for 50 years. I know. But <laughs> well, they're, 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 you know, he goes back to the Kirby designs of the Celestials, yeah. and I really like that. Um, uh, there's a lot of things that have been referencing Null, like Silver Surfer Black, Guardians of the Galaxy, both yep. have been referencing Null. Mm-hmm. Like, this is now a character that exists within the Marvel Cinema, uh, excuse me, within the Marvel Universe. Yes. Uh, and it's... And in less than a year, he's like, yeah. had a real impact. And it is such a good interesting wrinkle to that uh, world. Uh, ben, did you see the twist coming with the military dude? I forgot his name. Rex, was, Rex Strickland. Re- Rex Strickland, that I, he was a symbiote the I entire didn't. time. I did At first, when, like, when, he, when they finally stab him, I'm like, oh, he's a symbiote. Oh, that ch- cheeky son of a bitch. This is yeah. great. You should read Van Am. I, I want to read Van Am. After reading this, I want to read Van Am. Van Am's like one of the only tie-in books where I was like, I'm absolutely picking this tie-in I've book. been picking up all the Cult of Carnage books. They're really yeah. good. Not the Cult of Carnage books. The Venom. No, yeah. Web of, Web of Carnage, Web of Venom, Web, Web of Venom yeah. books. Yeah, they're all really good. The that's how we're, that's actually where a lot of the after the Carnage buildup happens was in the Web, Web of Venom. Uh, right. Donny Cates is a really really good writer, and it's really nice that we have a good writer tackling a character like Venom, who is uh, for most of the time he was an edge lord. Uh, when Flash Thompson, he was not an edge lord, but like there's been many other Venoms besides Eddie Brock, but he has always been like the big beefy guy. Like they mentioned Flash Thompson in his book. Yeah. When Rex first gets him, he's like, "All right, up on your on your feet, Thompson." He's like, "I'm not Flash." Oh well, this is disappointing. Oh, well. <laughs> I gotta work with you anyway, buddy. Yeah. And then finally, he bring he shows him the picture from Venom. I'm like, oh shit, this sets up Venom. Yeah, because definitely, definitely outside of this run, some of the best Venom stuff is Agent Venom with Flash Thompson. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. baby. Yeah. Uh, there's a great line because um, uh, basically Eddie Brock can be he's like invincible, like he can get murdered and and the symbiote will heal him. So there's this great panel of a uh, born and reborn and reborn over and over and over again. Uh, maybe that's the real story of Edward Allen Brock, the man with a thousand second chances, the comeback king. Yeah. And that is an awesome story because uh-huh. like, I really feel like you feel who Eddie Brock is. He is a broken person who is so reliant on the symbiote and now it's not even reacting to him anymore. Like the thing that he is his best friend, it's going crazy because of what's happening with Noel and the symbiote. So like his only friend is like against him. So he's like, man, we got to figure this out. And I then really, all this crazy stuff I happens. I really like the relationship between the symbiote and uh, Eddie. Yeah. And this, like that kind of like, 
like the symbiote's kind of like uh eddie can we like do a thing and then when he's in when he's like transformed as venom he's like much more of like kind of malicious but like when he's when he's just a voice inside eddie's head it's a different type of venom yeah so like the 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 core of this idea is that um is that like all these symbiotes are like they're disconnected to null to like the god of the symbiote so when when uh venom gets connected to null again he gains all the powers that he should have had from the beginning so he becomes stronger he gets wings he's he's like an actual like like he, it's an upgraded Venom, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, my mind is so much more clear, Eddie, and we could do so many things." And I'm like, "Well, that's really scary. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's really cool." I also love when Miles Morales shows up. Yes, dude, as Spider-Man, yeah. and then he's ta- he's like yelling at Venom. He's like, "You hurt my mother." He's like, "Look, I didn't do shit, but I probably did." If I did, yeah. I'm sorry. That's ultimate uh, Spider-Man. It's ultimate. Yeah, so ultimate in, Venom. in his ultimate home universe, the Venom of that universe killed his mom. Yeah. yeah. So obviously, he's like, "Hey, we have in that universe killed Gwen Stacy." Correct. Yeah. Really? Mm, uh, there's a great line between Venom and Spider-Man, Miles. Uh, and uh, Miles is like, fine, but we're, we're done with this, Eddie. And he's like, yeah, 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 you're not my first Spider-Man kid. <laughs> like, that's, that's really good. Also, I love is like, hey, so how'd you do that thing? What's it called? It's like, uh, it's, a, it's a Venom blast. blast. He's like, that's I a love, good name. Like he like says under his breath. And also, I just love how when Noel is telling him, or all these times where they say, God is coming. Yeah, I, oh, the crazy I, uh, language. Yeah, yeah, where they're like, "God is coming." Like even also like um, the going back to the Beowulf myth, uh, when they so called the dragon the Grendel. Yeah. I was like, "That is actually really cool." It, it, it brought Venom into a kind of into a mythic space that I don't think anybody quite realized was the, going to happen. Yeah. This is the first time that Venom's ever worked as a character that is a separate entity from Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. Like well, I mean, he's he's got ties to Spider-Man, yeah. but it's not what this story is about. The story origin, is not about how he it, like like anything that is stuff that came from Spider-Man. His origin is is no longer tied only Spider-Man. tied to Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah. It is tied to this larger mythic thing, yeah, yeah. and I think that does a lot to 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 differentiate this run. Um, man, just the art's so good. You're going through the art. Ryan, Ryan Stegman. Stegman like his his point. art is is definitely a little more cartoony than like realistic art, but man, it really really like works this, for like the fluid. This, and stuff. I know I know we can't see it, but there's this gray page after Venom absorbs Rex, the the symbiote that was pretending to be Rex. It's just when Piccolo and Nail fuse. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It's like it's just this one single page, and it's great. It's not a splash page, or it's not a double splash page, but it's just Venom. Like you could tell that he's got more crazy. Like the the twirls on his eyes get a little more twirly, which. I don't know what that says, but I saw it when I first saw this. I'm like, that's effing Venom. This is effing great. Uh, when Rex uh, is about to be absorbed into into Venom uh, with Eddie, uh, uh, Rex is like, no built us to hunt the light, but the light, it's it's so... And then Venom finishes and it's beautiful. And he's like, yes. Because like, he realized, just like Venom, that like, humanity is worth like protecting. You, I, like, I don't want to be with Noel. I want to yeah. be with you, Eddie. Like, that is some really powerful stuff that like you don't really get to... You don't really get in a Venom And it's so Venom tragic book. with how it ends. Yeah. Oh, with sh- with him disconnected from the Venom symbiote. Yeah, because he had to he had to basically uh, shove the Grendel and and Noel's host into a into a furnace, uh-huh. and and symbiotes don't like furnaces. So Eddie basically kills himself trying to save the world. Uh, and in doing so, at least at the end of this issue, we we realize, oh, the symbiotes may be dead or gone, and yeah, Eddie's like, left alone, burned to death. Venom's yeah. last words were, "I love you." I didn't say this. I before. love you. I yeah. love you, Eddie. I was like, "Whoa, what?" Yeah, that's some good shit. Yeah, and, yeah. And the 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 Venom. The idea is that now that now that Noel is disconnected from venom specifically this mm-hmm. symbiote um null has also taken with it its personality mm-hmm. so it's basically brain dead yeah um i think that's just so heartbreaking yeah and now 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 i mean it's uh, just not to skip he, ahead. like he burned the humanity yeah. out yeah. of venom not, yeah. not to like skip ahead but 
the stuff that comes next is truly heartbreaking. Yeah. Ooh. Like it, and it all, it all, like I didn't realize because, like, you know, we're we're sixteen issues in now, and we're at absolute carnage. The this yeah. huge event, but stuff in here is like it leads up up into what's happening now. Yeah. Especially the next issue introduces characters and stuff that is directly into absolute carnage. Right. Uh, and it's like, man, this is a really nice, like, again, this is only six issues, but an entire year and a half run that leads directly into the event, and it's all seamless and, and tight. And I'm like, man, this is some good shit. See, that's why, like, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's why I love, like, you can follow characters or you can follow writers, but if you do both, sometimes works out both you could follow donny cates he will turn any character into a good character no matter what it is because right. i was not I, the last venom comic i read was flash thompson a decade ago when right. recommender was writing it yeah 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 uh, so this is like it's truly exceptional stuff and again it's with eddie brock the original one uh not everyone's favorite venom but like this is turning it into he is now he my is turning venom. it into, yeah he is people's favorite now yeah 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 this this book is, is you can tell that there is that donny cates has a love for this character and it comes through in every yeah. page like uh, he is he is almost kind of you saw it with a little bit with Thanos but you, he's he's like kind of free to to just pour the yeah. love he has for this character into this book and, and you get that with every and page. it's nice that Marvel just allows like because it's not everyone you get this but like you just have free run on the character man it's a character that doesn't always work so it's like do what you want it's Tom King on Vision yeah oh yeah yeah very much so yeah it's a character that doesn't always work uh hey What's the worst that happens? We yeah. cancel the book again. Yeah, but uh, um, and Donny Cates like Venom is his favorite character, and like it's so funny. Like before Venom, he's like, "Yeah, man, this Venom run, I'm gonna do a hundred issues. That's the thing I've been waiting to do my whole life." And I'm like, "Really, Venom?" Yeah. And then I got his first issue, and I know we all read the first issue. And we're like, "Oh shit, you guys! He wasn't kidding. He really wasn't kidding." <laughs> By the way, the 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 Venom book that he based the Carnage book, Mind Bomb, that he based uh, so the Carnage and kind of like his the Warren Ellis book. It is uh, now you can buy it for a dollar as a facsimile edition. It's nice. That's a, that's a that's a fun book. I read that on unlimited. Yeah. So the, that's, that's cool. the design of the agitated Venom symbiote is so good. Oh, yeah. yeah. With the like red the, swirl. Like the when red you, swirl is such a cool, uh, simple design, Brandon, but effective. I want to say it was you who gave Ryan a, wet, a red swirl sticker. I did, yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Now, I now know what that was. Yeah. Because when yeah. I saw that, I was like, huh, what? And he was like, oh, this is from Noel. It's from Venom. I was like, oh, okay. And then I was reading this while I was getting my car fixed. I'm like, oh. Uh, I know things now. The symbol of Noel. Yeah. So uh, even though this is talking about Venom, I just want to talk about absolute carnage just like what it's about because i think it's an awesome premise it's about uh carnage is back and he's evil right and he's trying to he's trying to connect with null because he wants ultimate power so what he's doing is he's going to every single person who has ever had a symbiote and he's killing them and taking the part of the symbiote ripping their spine ripping their spine Uh, every single one he's pulling the one jet lee he's doing the one he absolutely he's pulling a jet lee the one move and there are characters there's okay before Flash Thompson was Venom, um, there was a mob boss, uh, mob boss's kid who was dying from cancer, and the mob boss bought the symbiote from uh, an evil organization, and he gave it to his kid, and his kid was Venom for like three weeks before he died. But that character showed up in absolute carnage for a second. I'm like, that's the kind of shit that I love, that you pay attention to every, so all history. I don't know if you read Web of Venom, Cult of Carnage? No. Oh, okay. Essential. Yeah. Okay. Damn. Yeah. It, okay. Essential. Like, that That was great. Yeah. Um, where basically, the, um, uh, Jameson's son... John Wolf, uh-huh. yeah, who had a venom symbiote, yeah. goes into the town that Carnage had infested the entire town of, uh, and that entire town sacrifices themselves, the cult, and they're dead, yeah, to ve- to Carnage because yeah. what he's doing is in order to do this, uh, Carnage is taking all the symbiotes out of it, out of people to meld with himself so that he can reconnect himself to Null. It's almost like um, season three of Stranger Things. Gotcha. He's like he's he's absorbing people, and it's like it's it's really gnarly. Like, do you think this book's gnarly? Carnage is next level gnarly. Uh, I bet. Call the Carnage. Call the Carnage. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all the web of venoms are uh, the, car- the carnage ones specifically are essential to what's happening in Absolute Carnage. All right, cool. All right. Yeah. Um, I, I like those a lot. All all the coloring in this is so good. Yeah. And the whole history of Null that he goes through is... Is it the second or third brilliant. issue where it's just a backstory for the it's entire... the third issue. Yeah, that's like... It's it's kind of weird because it's just oh it's the villain monologuing for twenty pages but I'm like it's so so well written and it's so yeah. fun learning about the history of it's the Marvel backstory universe. Backstory that I give a shit about. Yes. That's why I like about it so much is uh, that is like like world when, when we see Co- Null in issue two and then issue three he's explaining like oh this is what I am I'm like oh you are you are messed up. Yeah, I'm I'm the a, Lord of Darkness. Uh, yeah, they, literally he's the Lord of when, the Void. When he talks and he's like they came and they saw they called it space. A like place, something, that needed, uh, something that needed to be filled. They didn't understand that it was yeah. the void. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's, it's like so yeah, good. They banished me back to the void, but that's but they took me back where exactly where I wanted uh-huh. to be, and that's where I started building. And also later on in the issues, I love how like when we first meet Noel, he's kind of humanoid. He has like a suit of armor sort of thing with his emblem, but then later on, his teeth get more and more. What well, we um, think of Venom. Yeah. He has all his tongue sticking oh, out. His tongue sticking right. out. His teeth he get fight. longer and sharper. Uh, it's, it's very it's uh, very original Fright Night. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of design. I forgot he fought Thor when he was when he was the Grendel. Yes, yeah, that's and that's so cool. how he lost connection. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, fun fact. Uh, you know, Noel's symbol is the dragon with the wings, on, and uh, so Donny Cates has made it so that subconsciously the Venom symbiote created his spider to look to look like the dragon. Yeah, that makes sense. The Noel dragon. Uh, so, like subconsciously, he was always kind of a part of it. Hmm. So I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, I thought that was cool too. Uh, this book's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the flash. Will... The flashback with Rex talking about Vietnam and like Wolverine. Like uh-huh. Wolverine shows up in the book. Like Nick Fury's in that book. Like yeah, yeah. this always adding wrinkles to the Marvel universe. And like that's the coolest idea because they're talking about like the Captain America Super Soldier Serum. And, like, oh, that wasn't the last time we tried this. Uh, yeah. The, <laughs> we did it with symbiotes. It made, it made Captain America, and then nothing else good after that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's some really that's, cool shit. Yeah, I'm, some great shit. I'm looking forward to doing further dives into this later on. I wonder if we'll ever get to it. We'll find out, I guess. Um. All right. Shall we get Jen back in? Hell yes, yeah! Sir. Well, hold on. Should I say, or do I do it my book club next week? Or oh yeah, what's your book yeah. club next week? So uh, I did I did this by accident, but I've been thinking about the X Men a lot, and uh, we did Wolverine and the X Men, and then all this House of X Powers of X stuff happening. I was like, what's a book that would really fit into that that uh, that would work that I want to read again? And it's uh, it's a Rick Remender book, believe it or not. Uh, it's Rick Remender's Uncanny X Force X Force. It's my f- most favorite X Men book ever written. Uh, it's Rick Remender, Jerome Pena, Phil Noto, and Raphael Albuquerque and Asad Ribic. We're going to do seven issues because two volumes or four issues each, and one of those volumes has a point one issue that you do not need to read. So it's seven issues. It's the first two volumes. It's I was reading it last night is, again. It's phenomenal. Is this the Uncanny X-Force that was tied to the Wolverine and the X-Men yes. we were reading? Okay. Yes. This okay. is where you meet Evan. Yes. Got it. Got, Got it. it. Sweet. Yeah. Um, I was rereading it last night, and like it's it's... It reminded me a lot of Venom, do you, actually. Do you want to know what I was doing before I fell asleep last night because I couldn't sleep? What? I was reading Wolverine and the X-Men. It's, yeah! <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, I'm this uh, 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 X-Men forever, baby. That's all. All right, let's get uh, let's get Jen back in. Come on, girl. All right, then that'll do it. Welcome back, Jen. Oh, I'm back again. Yeah, you disappeared for the I did. For the book club. I'm you snapped, sorry. You snapped out of existence. I really just was like, and then, I decided I hated you guys. Yeah. Like, oh, no. I gotta get out of here. Man, you hate us, love us, hate us, and love us. And then I came back, back, I was like, oh, I, didn't, I didn't say my name at the end? Yeah. That's, that's a big deal. Gotta get those plugs that. in. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, just so you guys know, next week, uh, we don't know what we're talking about yet, but we will figure out something before the episode starts, I'm sure. We always do. Um, uh-huh. uh, two episodes are up on YouTube now. Uh, our Fox discussion with Mike Matola. That uh, yeah, that's that's out. Uh, Fake Nerds Watch had their Stranger Things season three review, which Heck I was on. Yeah, out. yep, which you were on. Yeah. That's up. Uh, by the time this is out, episode 
two weeks back episode should be up as a video and our Hobbs and Shaw review should be up. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I've been a little behind That's okay. uh, sometime this week. Basement Arcade will come back Yeah, with cool. Sonic Mania. Heck yeah. Excuse me. All right. What about the boys? Are they back in town? Uh, the boys, Fake Nerds Watch season review with you, Ben, and I will come out sometime this week, probably around Wednesday. Cool. I love it. Awesome. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, we do have a YouTube that is linked down below. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can check that out. Um, cool stuff there. Don't know what we're doing for the next Fake Nerd Watch yet? or We're working on it. We mm-hmm. we were talking about it. We there's haven't a, settled. There's a shit ton of stuff at the end of the year. So yeah. we're trying to we, figure out. To like, be fair, we we kind of nailed down on an idea, and then we watched the trailer for Dark Crystal today, and Oof. maybe maybe we'll change <laughs> yeah. our yeah. minds. Yeah, yeah, uh, that would be fun. Hey, like hmm, Dark Crystal, damn, that looks. Yeah, looks good. Delicious. Um, <laughs> it looks All delicious. Yeah. All right, then we have a Funko. Uh, we are a Funko affiliate, uh, which basically means if you click the link in the description, go to the Funko shop through there and uh, buy stuff, buy something, and then go to checkout and use promo code Shop Ten. For ten percent off your purchase, heck yeah! And you, th- you get ten percent off. Pops and shirts and, and cereals. They still sell cereals? Yes, yes they do. Okay, okay. Have still you tried any popular. of them? Yes. yes, we did a live Instagram of it we like did. a year ago. That's true. <laughs> that was all right. Of the Mega Man, Funko it tasted cereal. like cereal. Ooh. They're fine. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> they are fine. <laughs> <laughs> it's cereal. Um, <laughs> we have a Patreon. Uh, link in description as well for the Patreon. Uh, now two tiers. <gasps> Whoa! Oh. I don't know if you guys saw this. Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, so we have the five. Nobody tells us nothing. We have. I was waiting for the show. I was <laughs> yeah. really hoping you guys didn't see it because I think you guys are gonna get a kick at it. So there are two tiers now. Uh, one is the five dollar help to keep help keep the lights on tier. You get all the stuff. Uh, you get our special episodes early when we record them. Um, uh, you get uh, our backlog, uh, full episodes of our backlog. Uh, when Mythalania season two drops, you will get that whole thing when that is. When it, uh, up there on Patreon and you know some other things, uh, but now on the second tier, if you want to donate twenty five dollars, I will send you a ship in a bottle. Oh my god! Wow. Wait, really? <laughs> yes. Ship in a bottle? It is the ship in a bottle tier. If you donate twenty five dollars to what? our Patreon, I will send you a ship in a bottle. Wow. You know what? It's That's probably a- cheaper to buy your own <laughs> ship in a bottle. But I think you should support us, support us <laughs> instead. I My like thinking it. was I was I was listening to our just so you know, Jen, we were listening to we had Mike uh, Mike Matola on yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and he said that you know he kind of like bemoaned like everyone just needs a ship in a bottle. That's true. Like you know why I'm not upset because I have a ship in a bottle. Yeah, that's <laughs> so true. I was listening to that and I was like. I need to be a fake nerd. I'm gonna do that. Can you do like some weird spin on the ship and be like a couple, like a, a ship in a bottle? You know um, what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe. Or like, oh, a, or like, I get it. Or like a Lego ship in a bottle? I don't know. I was just I looked on Amazon. I was like, how much are ships in bottles? Okay. And then they did <laughs> the, the tier. It's the anti-monitor on a hill in a bottle. <laughs> you hear that, everyone? Go to Amazon. Yeah, that's what, what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing. Look, hey, if anyone, wa- if anyone, nobody's donated to the five, let alone the 25. So It's going to be a jump. <laughs> yeah. you get the next, the next tier, it's five keep- twenty-five, then 500. <laughs> it's like, do I just want to help them keep their lights on or do I want to ship, ship in a, a bottle? bottle. Well, that, one per- that one person's like, man, I really want that ship in a bottle. <laughs> I will send you a ship in a bottle. No we'll make, joke. We'll make it happen. I am not kidding. If we'll you do donate it. to that tier, I will send you a ship in a bottle. I'm going to do it just so I can get it. <laughs> Shipped via Amazon. But then you're going to ask for your $25 back. This is a sucks. And we have a tea public, and now we have an announcement for the tea public as well. Um, our tea public has all kinds of shirts. Again, the link is, uh, link is in the description. Uh, we have our Fake Nerd Podcast t-shirts. We have our Miscellaneous t-shirts. We have our Basement Arcade t-shirts. We have the Suburban Proctologist t-shirts. And now... Jeez, <gasps> how many shirts do we have? We have well, a... A new one. Don't be a dick t-shirt. <laughs> Heck yeah. 
designed by Jen. Yeah. It's wonderful. Yeah. I had good source material. Thank you. Aww. And I hope I hope that's okay, Jen, but I oh, sent yeah. it to my phone and I plan to send it to people when they're being dicks oh, yeah, so I can tell it. them to not be a dick. Let, yeah, it, let it rip. My girlfriend, I showed it to my girlfriend. She absolutely adores it. Aww. So it's thank great. you for It's that. really good. It I'm really, really happy. If I get the really girlfriend's great. approval, that's all that matters. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is a really great design. Yeah. Uh, it looks better than I even imagined it. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I just thought how I'm like, like po- Uncle Sam Uncle was like, Sam don't thing. be a dick. <laughs> That's, that was my whole conceit. I was like, it's got to be the Uncle Sam point. That don't be a dick, <laughs> Uncle Sam. I'm genuinely debating putting that image at the end of every single video, just as like our little PSA reminder. Hey, don't, <laughs> her please. Reminder. Just a reminder. Don't be a dick. Every video ends. Don't be a dick. Yeah, don't be s- a dick. Seriously, people, PSA, don't be a dick. Be nice to people. Uh, mm-hmm. And buy our Don't Be a Dick t-shirts, mm-hmm. uh, which will be on sale for the first two days, and we have a sale coming up next week, so... Holla if you uh, gotta. Cool stuff, cool stuff. Uh, thank you so much for doing yeah. that. It was, yeah. It's a great design. Super fun. One of 14 designs I have in mind that mm-hmm. I want oh, done. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you for the other 13. You're <laughs> so shirt crazy, Shit. man. Shit. No, there, there are good, there, there and are good things, t-shirt designs out there. There, there are things that I that I want to do for the... Yeah. Hey, you know. I'm still getting made... My girlfriend still makes me makes fun of me for a Ven game, so... <laughs> well, we are in it. That so. was my... That was my pride and joy. <laughs> the Ven game t-shirt that we had up for a day. Still get made fun of it for it. <laughs> I still just love that... Like it's because we're we're, we're, not sure. we're nobody, but we're just no big enough to be like, hey, don't do that. <laughs> don't, 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 <laughs> don't steal do that. from us. Disney sent us a cease and desist letter. Of course they did. You know how many game. of those I've gotten? <laughs> a lot. Awful. Uh, so it. yeah, uh, we do have other shirts uh, in the works. Um, uh, I think uh, I'm going to talk to Mike about about one and follow up with him, one uh, with one. Uh, and our, our good friend Pi is designing a shirt for us as well. It's incredible. It's oh really yeah, looking really good. I'm really proud of that one. I'm man. really excited to show you guys that one as well. But the uh, uh, the, the don't be a dick shirt will be up on T Public as soon as you're listening to this, uh, and whoop I'll whoop. post an image of it on our world Instagram. Exclusive. Exclusive. We should uh, probably so. rename it to the Fake Nerds Fashion Line then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well. Can I can I walk down the the, the catwalk? Can I you strut? You always could walk down the catwalk, Ooh. buddy. There yeah. better be like some really nice photos of you on Instagram wearing it. Like that's oh, what yeah. I'm expecting. Dude, I'll be like an Instagram model, baby. I'll that's do it. it. I'll do it for you guys. I need you to like <laughs> lean on like a log or something. No, I gotta go to LA where like the wings yeah. are on the side of the building. Yeah. And I take a picture. Yeah. You have to go to LACMA. That's where you need to go. Oh, LACMA. Mm-hmm. Universal Studios has those too. The wings. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, at the City Walk. Okay. Uh, all right then. So that'll do it. Those are are some of our cool announcements. Hope you listen to those. Um. Thank you to so thank you to everyone who listens. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks, uh, fans. We love we love you guys. Uh, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci who does our uh, uh, our uh, what is it called an intro, our intro and outro. He does the music stuff, uh, which I hope you guys like the new ones. It's, yeah, they really sound great. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, we really like them, uh, and we'll hopefully get more uh, more stuff from him too. Uh, you can find him at Instagram. Uh, no, you can't find him at Instagram. Uh, he does not have that handle. <laughs> you can find Damn him it. at Jeremy Vellucci Keyboards on Instagram. Um, he has a show, Suburban Proctologist, Suburban Proctologist, which is online now. You can listen to all 11 episodes, I want to say, of that season. That sounds right. Um, they're really funny. They're really good. He writes them. Um, he acts them. He does the music for them. He's awesome. They're amazing. Um, obviously, he has collaborated. Sparks has collaborated. Uh, I've done a voice for one of the episodes. Um, so... That's awesome. You can find that at facebook.com slash suburban proctologist official and as Instagram at subproc podcast if you want merchandise from that. Hey, it's there. It's there. We have it on our on our T public. Uh, thank you to Mike Matola for our logo. Uh, you can find him at, at Mike Matola. Thank you to Jen yeah. for being on the yeah. show. Super fun. Appreciate you. I mean, I had a horrible time. Oh, I'm man. So a roller coaster of emotions. It's like, I hate you guys. I love you guys. I hate you guys. I love you guys. I want you to die. It's I like a season of a show, like wrapped in one episode. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, or Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast. Fake Nerd Guys at gmail.com if you'd like to get in touch with us personally. I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? Ben Magnet27 on Instagram and Twitter. And 
You could find me writing articles for Old School Gamer Magazine at, wow. old school gamer at oldschoolgamermagazine.com. Yeah, there you go. Ryan. DJ Tony Snark at everything. If you want to t- talk about the X-Men or Doctor Doom, I'm your guy. <laughs> Especially on Twitter. He's yeah. on there a lot. Yeah. Sparks. Sparks Witty on Instagram, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty, and nowhere else. Jen. You're only, on, you're only there? That's correct. Oh, wow. I'm, uh, Exclusive. I'm the key thief everywhere. Twitter. <coughs> Mostly Twitter, though. Instagram as well. And my website. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'll link. I'll link the website. I've below. been had a website. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I've been had web website. I've been having a website. Okay, <laughs> I've had one. Um, I've been having one. I'll link. I'll link <laughs> that below yeah. as well. Yeah, seriously, um, give me back my keys. <laughs> I don't I know where they are. I, th- I think I sold them. Damn, Damn it! Who drives the Kia? Those are my keys now. Oh, I don't think that's the neighbors. No. <laughs> Oops. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Until next week, guys. Stay safe, mates.